Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome in. Well, welcome in to the show. Hey, Stevie Bond, you're first. Alpha Cypher, what's up? Recursion, how you doing? Welcome in. Mighty Croc on server 8. Captain Q on 57. Rotifer on 17. Iron Chef on 14. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? How you doing? How you doing? Thank you guys for being here. What's up? What's up? Uh, Talking Trek Service Sound Off here on the stage of Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. My name is Ultimate DJs. Good evening. Welcoming Shinzola on 153. Spectre on 11. David on 136. Don Zeno also on 136. Now, what's up? Wolfwood on 49. Eddie on 14. What's up? Stagic. Stagic on server 40. Jace is the man on 188. Thank you for being here. Uh, Bear Butt on 24. Frustrated Borg on uh, 188. Ice Wolf on 24. Jux on 187. And Dominus on 53. Robin Likes Harley's on 146. Zandy's on server 12. Dr. Juby on server 61. Itchy Goober on server 63. Hunter on 28. What's going on? Tarpy on 70. Papa Smurf on 61. Sotak on 28. Thumbelina on 24. Peace or Assimilation on 57. Wolf on 43. Hockey Style on 56. You guys are great for bringing it with the names tonight. Uh, Double Sharp on 22. Chief on 12. Alpha Cypher on 21. DC Two Toes on server 31. Counselor Hef on 20. Raj on server 9. Marias on 195. Benny Hills Ghost on 42. Cutie Grim on 20 and 30. It's Jess Insanity on server 74. Balabom on 17. Cosmo on 29. What's up, Falcon Paul on server 53. Twist on 138. Aardvark, 153. Spike on 41. Kaled on 74. Jay Carlo on server 16. Uh, Dragon Scales on server 21. Dark Helmet on server 70. Terminus on server 14. Uh, Occam's Razor on 45, Animal Hockey on server 61, Odysseus on 11. Bubba Joe, what a healthy list of names that we've got here inside the live studio audience tonight. Good evening to you. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast uh, with another 151 additional messages in the Talking Trek server sound off. And uh, somehow, Bubba Joe, still 290 people in our live studio audience. Uh, Oliver DJs hanging plus out. Plus one Oliver. Plus one Oliver. Hanging out in the back, eating Rice Krispie treats for dinner. No, I, I am a great papa. No, I Winning. <laughs> That's right. Hey, you got one to share? Look, he also brought out Fig Newtons. We also have Fig Newtons for dessert. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he's hanging out here. I think you uh, have that in the reverse order. Fig Newtons are a little bit healthier than Rice Krispie treats. Oh, that should be the main That should be the main course. And Rice Krispie treats are the Thank dessert. Thank God. Yes. I almost had it, Baba Joe. Almost had it. We are winning. That's right. Uh, good evening, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. Welcome into the show. Uh, thank you guys so much, uh, very much for uh, being tuned into the show, whether it's live here in Discord, listening on playback and iTunes, uh, Spotify, Pandora, Podbean, Amazon, YouTube, Google, uh, all the rest of them, iHeartRadio, um, Alexa or Amazon or whatever the whatever the, the thing is. And then uh, also uh, hanging out on YouTube, on Twitch for our simulcast. Appreciate all you guys. You guys are the best. Uh, Wolfwood wants to know where all my Oreos are. 
He ate them. He ate them all. All of them. That guy. It was Oliver. That could be slander. It was Oliver. He did it. Uh, good evening, Silverhawk. Appreciate it. Tabby Moses says, glad you're back for Wednesday. Uh, yeah, no, the schedule still at work is still a little bit crazy, but uh, we are back uh, here this evening, and uh, we're going to jump right into it because Bubba Joe's going to be going to bed here in about 14 minutes. Uh, <laughs> but I do appreciate you guys all being here. Counting. 13 and counting. Sorry about that. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take our first break over here on Twitch. Uh, thank you guys so very much for being here. Uh, but while we do so, we will jump straight into our stupid news and uh, come on back and get started into the show today. We've got a lot of stuff to get to, including uh, the brand new Zindi Hostels, what strategies we've found, unofficial communication from Scopely Live Ops that will be shared with you guys that hasn't even been posted in the official announcements yet. You guys are getting it first. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit coming up, as well as what you need to know to prepare yourself at the beginning stages of this new Zindi Loop. So we're really excited about having you guys all in. My name is Ultimate DJs. Please they, stick. Yes, but yes, yes. They, they, they will get it first on the assumption that you don't take too long with the stupid news. I don't get it. They'll get it anyway, even if I take too long on the stupid news, right? But they may not get it first. <laughs> Why? Did he already post it? That turd. He told me he... he what a turd. He... <laughs> I don't know if he's posted anything. I'm in a car. I'm not looking at anything. I'm oh, okay. just saying you can talk a lot. Uh, I don't know where you heard that. I'll deny any such allegations. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break, everybody. When we're back... Uh, more from uh, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. And uh, right now, your stupid news. Thank you guys, everyone, uh, for tuning in. Appreciate you. We'll be back right after these sponsorship words. And in the meantime, for the rest of you, it is indeed time for your stupid news. Stupid news. 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 Scream it out. Say news. News. Time for the news. Uh, it is indeed time for the news. Oh, wait, Bubba. Wait a second. If you are in the car, who's going to read your news? I sent you news. By the time, by the time you get to me, I should be able to read. <laughs> All right. We'll see how that goes. Challenge accepted. Uh, Harvard is in the news. Lots of crazy stuff going around uh, with Harvard University. Uh, their powerful governing body, Bubba Joe, is facing calls to be fired and like even a full-scale congressional investigation into how it apparently covered up allegations uh, that university president Claudine Gay was a plagiarist. They are defending them, uh, themselves in an opening statement uh, that began with four score and seven years ago. Yeah! That's how they began. That their... seems totally original. That's yeah. completely original. They could not have possibly <laughs> taken that from anybody. Yeah, obviously they are preparing their own their own remarks. Uh, Southwest Florida Management District shared video this past week. What I? Oh, my gosh. Oliver's here. Yes. I have news. Oh, oh, God. What is your news? Did you know the Ravens started in 1986? The Baltimore Ravens? Yes. Started in 1986? Yes. You're not even on camera. 
Do you know that, Bubba Joe? The Baltimore Ravens started in 1986. That's news. I don't think that's correct. <laughs> it is. I read a book about the Ravens. <laughs> he read a book. Maybe that might be true. It because they were the Baltimore Ravens, but weren't they somewhere else Ravens before? Maybe. I don't know. The Baltimore Ravens started as the Cleveland Browns. Indianapolis. I don't know. All right. Thanks for your tidbit. <laughs> okay. The Southwest Florida Management uh, Water Management District, Bubba Joe, uh, shared video this past week from a gathering of hundreds of manatees at Three Sister Springs in Crystal River. Anybody, uh, anybody see pictures of this? It was actually pretty impressive. Uh, drone video. I know. Drone video shows the manatees that were gathered in the springs while seeking refuge from chilly temperatures in waters elsewhere. It's a good thing because when they freeze, sad onlookers often yell out, Oh, the humanity! Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they don't want him to freeze. Oh, that, the humanity. That joke would have been, <laughs> been better if you could have wrapped in a part of Hugh about the manatees. Huh? All right. If you'd have wrapped in a joke about the Star Trek character Hugh and manatees, that would have been funny. <laughs> I don't feel like that would have been any funnier than what I actually did. Uh, so, uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll take it under advisement. Thank you. Um, <laughs> a washed up creature of the deep. Oh, excuse me. A washed up creature of the deep has been identified by local. Called DJ. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> has been identified by local nature enthusiasts after it was described as looking like something out of Alien. We haven't seen anything this hideous pop out of the ocean since. Bubba, did you hack my news? We haven't seen anything this hideous pop out of the ocean since DJ's last beach vacation. What can I say? I'm talented. There's only like three Someone? people. There's only like three people Someone that have access to my news. <laughs> Someone let Ripper know that the check is in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> There's only three people that have access to this file. Uh, Alaska Airlines was forced to cancel 20% of its flights on Monday, uh, which is what Spirit Airlines refers to as a good day. Uh, <laughs> Despite declines in select countries, Wonka's international cumulative earnings reached an impressive $301.2 million contributing to a global total of 465.8 million thus far. Timothy Chalamet clearly made the right move by accepting this role, Bubba Joe, which is odd because based on his relationship with Kylie Jenner, he usually makes pretty horrible decisions. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, Joe Coy. Anybody know who Joe Coy is? Joe Coy was the uh, the Golden Globes host this year. I don't know who he is either. Apparently not many people. They were there. They were, yeah, they were really down to like not very many options. All right. But apparently Joe Coy what was- are the Golden Globes? Yeah, right. They were the, uh, the, the, the award show that nobody watches anymore. So Joe Coy was the host and apparently 
he joked about Robert De Niro being an 80-year-old dad at the Golden Globes. After watching Joe's monologue, De Niro realized that he hadn't seen a pile of poo this massive since he last changed his own diaper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Woo! Bubba Joe, are you uh, ready for sports? That was sure. not that was not rough, Smiley. Felt like that was the good news. Felt like that was pretty good. It's not rough. All right, Bubba Joe, what is going on in the worldwide web of sports ball? Miami Dolphins blue, uh, except this is incorrect. Wait, what? How, are there fact checkers for this news? I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah, ESPN.com. Wow, what happened? All what right, happened? all right. Fix all right. it, fix so it. So I need somebody, I need I need somebody to tell me, do the Miami Dolphins play in the NFC East? Yeah. Wait. Last yeah. time I checked, the NFC East no, the is AFC the Giants. East. Okay, it's the oh, A. Oh, hey, it's the it's AFC the, East. It's okay. One letter. God, Bubba Joe, you're such a critic. It's an entirely different conference. It's entirely different. One keystroke, okay? I'm sorry. It was just a button. The A and the N are nowhere close to each other on the keyboard. It was clearly not a, a problem with my knowledge of sports ball. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins blew the AFC East lead division and will now have to travel to Kansas City to face the Chiefs on Sunday, Saturday night. Saturday night? Saturday. Saturday night? Saturday night. Oh, they're on Peacock? That's terrible. <laughs> oh, so awful. They're on Saturday night, yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah, no, the, that's the that's the one that's only on Peacock. It's, you can't get it anywhere else. You have to subscribe to Peacock to watch that game. Oh, shucks. That's terrible. All right. Um, <laughs> the Florida <laughs> football team choked so hard that they might also have played in Jacksonville. You know, Bubba Joe so massacred the opening to that joke that no one even got the punchline. Jeez. Yeah, well, I mean, it helps if the joke is actually factually correct. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Uh, let's see. What we else? What weather is reports. Oh. Weather reports currently say that the high in Kansas City this Saturday is 13 degrees. Those dolphins will be cold, but their fans are used to the freezing big moments. <laughs> Come on! That was the one-two knockout, baby! Come on! That was okay, a good so one. That that one was that was pretty good. That All right, was actually pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's hard to make fun of it's hard to make fun of the football team in Jacksonville because they're actually pretty good. It's yeah. not like when they used to go one and fifteen. Yeah. Come on, that was a good one, guys. That was a good one. All right, Baba Joe, you got anything else in sports tonight? <laughs> uh I I don't want to make a joke about Arthur Arthur Sin. Oh, okay. All right, fine. No, no joke. Then that would I, be it. All you got to say is, a, that's it. We're done. <laughs> as, as a fantasy football fan, I am so happy to see <sighs> Arthur Sid no longer ruining B. John Robinson. That's all I got to say there. All right, there you go. And ladies and gentlemen, sports ball.
All right. Good evening, everybody. Welcome in. That was your news. Peter Swanson, you only have to deal with it for a few more weeks. The Super Bowl's coming. It's almost over, okay? It's almost done. Good evening, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJ. Then we could start talking about the draft. <laughs> yeah, combine. We got the draft. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. The NFL season is never over. <sighs> NFL season is never over. All right. Uh, Kingser says, "Yo, DJ, tell me everything is going to be okay with the Zindi Loop." I can actually tell you everything is going to be okay with the Zindi Loop. Um, it just depends on what your definition of okay is and what that time frame is. Uh, I do have communication from Scopely Live Ops that I'll share with you here in just a short period of time. But um, Baba Joe, obviously the launch of Enterprise, the launch of uh, one of the last untouched IPs. As a matter of fact, is this the final IP other than maybe you could call the animated series from the original series, the animated series? Uh, this might be the last IP that hasn't actually made it into the game. It has been a long road. Um, but some fans out there kept their faith of the heart. And uh, now the uh, Jonathan Archer uh, era has been introduced into the game. We see Commander Trip Tucker. We see uh, Commander T'Pol uh, in the game. Uh, Sub-Commander T'Pol has been in the game, uh, introduced in the game. So uh, that stands to reason then, Bubba Joe, that we've got at least a couple of months with this arc. I'm sorry. Yes, Buddy, you have got to, like, not do this when I'm on the air. Pull your monitor around and let me just look at it. <sighs> um, oh, dude, I have no idea what your Steam login is. No clue. <laughs> uh, all right. What? Can't you play something that's already downloaded? Why do you have to log into Steam? He wants to play Fortnite. Uh, let me see if I can find your password. <sighs> One, two, three, four, five. He asked me. So he actually watched me on my phone earlier today because my face ID wasn't working. And I typed in my pen. He was like, that is your pen? One, two, three, four. No, sure isn't. Okay, we don't need to actually read my pen out. Seriously, don't read my pen out loud. <laughs> what? I, no, that's not what I said, Dad. I said it was this. Uh, anyway. All right, here. You're... You need to type in, oh, my gosh. I don't know what your Steam login is, dude. Oh, here it is. <laughs> it's Talking Trek STFC. Sound it out. <laughs> how, do you spend, how do you spell talking, Dad? Um, all right. Anyway, listen. I, I'm going to interrupt just a obviously, minute. Obviously, your pin is 12345 because that would be your birth date. Talking Trek, T-R-E-K, and then S-T-F-C. Oh, my God, I didn't write down the password. <gasps> E-K. I feel like so many people are going to try to log into my Steam account right now. S-T-F-C. S-T-F-C. <sighs> No, S-T-F-C. Now, I have no idea what your password is, so that was probably all for naught. <laughs> I doubt it, but you can try whatever you want. It's probably not it. Uh, anyway, um, 
You know what? Just one second. Let me actually try to type in his his passcode because otherwise he's just going to keep coming over here and bothering me. So hang on, hang on just one second. Bubba, why don't you tell another joke? Your jokes were so great tonight. So perfect. Wonderful. I mean, I thought the one saying you were born on January 23rd, 1945 was a pretty good one. I need sound effects, Griffin. Can we get sound effects here? Wish I could see the chat back on the road again. Is the Zindi loop going to be fine? It's already fine. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't understand. Like, you guys are all complaining about zero damage criticals. My criticals seem to work just fine. See, I'm sure the chat is just, just roasting me right now. What is your crit? Like 800,000? Uh, it's right around 1,000. So you add Hullbridge into that, and then you got... So you got like, what, a round and a half before you can't do crits? Well, as long as you win in round one, it doesn't really matter how long. That sounds like some happy Gilmore thinking. <laughs> Man, it's so much easier time. than putting. I sh I'll just do that. I'll just do that. Fifty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> How you doing, Karkin? I've been all right. Yeah. Anything no funny up in uh, Canada? I mean, it, other than, of course, being Canadian. <laughs> the square wheels are, uh, you know. Hard to, you know, we had some, it was warm, slushy, and now it's frozen. So it's pretty icy today. So, so the square wheels would work out just fine. Exactly. Yeah. That's why right we got them. Top of that ice. <laughs> yeah. As we curl by, you know, as we go by, just throw the rocks out. Random curl day. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah, let's see. Uh, so who knew uh, yeah, I, I Minecraft mean, wasn't in Steam? Guess it's in Epic. Because mm. uh, uh, I could have guessed that because Minecraft doesn't want to pay anyone money. Yeah, oh, there you go. So, and now it's gonna now it's gonna buffer the stream because it has to download and update. And <sighs> anyway, you just gotta sit over there. Sit, 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 boy, sit. <laughs> All right. Um. Anyway. Oh. <sighs> Welcome into the show. Sorry for the delay there, uh, everybody. Appreciate you guys all being here. All right, so. Um, oh, man, are we doing the stupid news again? Yeah, time for the stupid news, everybody. Stupid, stupid news. news. I'm kidding. I'm, news. I'm just Maybe kidding. it'll be funnier this time. Oh. There's always a chance. <laughs> you guys suck. Uh, anyway, all right. So, <laughs> Enterprise Part One launches, joins the game. Clearly, Bubba Joe, we've got more coming. Jonathan Archer isn't here, uh, along with a number of other wonderful characters that we do not have. Uh, we don't have the NX01, although I think most people could probably very effectively at this point predict what the NX01 is going to do, Bubba Joe. Um, I, I think that the new Zindi hostels that came out, you know, let me just say this. Now I know, I know 
trust me, after last night, we talked all about it. I know that there's pain points here. And obviously that uh, Omicron says make people angry. Obviously, that wasn't the intent. But I will tell you, Bubba Joe, this is what I feel like the freebooters were supposed to be. And the more I play it, the more I have to sit down and be wrong. You You are wrong. Just sit down and be wrong. You are wrong. Because Bubba Joe told me that I would enjoy the puzzle, the strategy, the solving of these hostels, and I have very much enjoyed that. These hostels are unique. These hostels uh, don't exist anywhere else in the game. These hostels are uh, creative. They throw the meta out the window, um, and I and I admire all those things. Um, and they are different. You're going to attack them differently depending on where you are in the game, whether you're yeah. fresh 40 who's trying to get just just getting access to these hostels or you're up where I am. And it's a different strategy. Like people are asking me, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm doing this. Like, well, that doesn't work for me. I go, I know. Yeah. Like, and, and and here's <laughs> the thing. It's not going back to use Pike Morotalon. As a matter of fact, Omicron or uh, uh, Emmy, we played that last night. The thing is, these hostels are are unique in such a way, and I'll just kind of summarize this, and we can go into more detail. They're not about defense. They're not about mitigation. It's not about defensive countermeasures in any way, shape, or form. It's about maximizing damage output without criticals. Like, that is it. Omicron says kill it with fire, but only little fire. Okay? Not napalm. All right? <laughs> but little fire. How do you get a little fire, but how do you get it to burn like white hot, right? That's what it is. So it it is a new and interesting puzzle. Not critical damage, but damage, okay? And not at all about defensive countermeasures. Mitigation doesn't matter. I mean, it, it matters a little bit, but Pike Moreau is not the solution here, okay? Big damage, no crits. That's the puzzle that we have to solve. Okay. So, um, and, and shorts might say this game has always been about, you know, has never been about true damage, except this is, you say it isn't new. Uh, wait, am, am I reading this wrong? This isn't new. Every game has true damage type of hostiles. I don't mean new to the gaming industry shorts. I mean, new to us. Okay. New to us. So, um, now, Shill, I get what you're saying, all right? Uh, Ransusi feels the same way. I totally get it that there are pain points here. We talked about this in detail last night. If you had not, um, if you had not spent time with us on Twitch last night, then, then you have missed me really diving into the pain points here, okay? You, you've missed me really examining where this breaks off. I have been in communication with Scopely for a good portion of the afternoon, and I'm pleased to tell you that we do uh, have an open dialogue going, okay? As a matter of fact, they're not generally, and I'll just go ahead and kind of out with the announcement. Um, Bubba Joe, they're never going to, I think you know this by now, they're never just going to take me and my word at face value. Like, they're not going to let me write the game, all right? I gave them my suggestion last night uh, or earlier today from last night about the loot counts or the cost of redemption, this and that. Um, we are having a very good dialogue. And, and But 
they have to corroborate my story, right? There has to be data that supports what I'm talking about. And, and I have no doubt, literally, I have no doubt that the data will come in. All right. Based on what you guys are telling me, grinding for hours, hitting hundreds of hostels uh, to get a single refund, I, I get it. Okay. What I can tell you is regarding the hostel, they wanted it. I mean, it, it is supposed to be this hard. Yes, I'm going to rip that band aid well, off. And, and, it is supposed to be this hard. Okay. Go and, ahead, and, and furthermore, I want to I want to talk about something that was being discussed uh, this morning in your on your server. You know, I, I saw a couple of players. I won't name any names. It's like I'm a 53 and I'm using my tier five pylum and it can't kill the things I need to kill. And I'm like, obviously, like, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but that that is an unrealistic expectation to take your as a 53 to take your G4 rare ship and go engage in this loop at a at a level that it is supposed to be engaged at as a 53 like that i understand you skipped the epics you're going for a a g5 uncommon and and you haven't gotten it yet or whatever like i get that you're like but that the expectation is is you are going to have to challenge yourself mm -hmm. you are going to have to push the limits of a ship at an approximately your ops level which means you're not going to be able to if you're a 50 you're not flying in with the g4 rare you're not flying in with a G low tier G4 epic as a as a 50 plus your player you're going to have to fly in with a bigger ship. And so these are the kinds of things that this loop is going to force you to engage in is to push your capability that is expected of your ops level. Now, here's the here's the the side point to that or or the secondary point to that is from the community's perspective Bubba Joe as an Ops 53, the G5 Uncommon ain't getting it done either. <laughs> All right, so that is, that's the thing. Now, <clears throat> I, so, I... I agree. I agree there are pain points, and th yeah. those pain points need to be addressed, and you're going to talk about those, I'm sure. And I agree, there are a couple of spots where, and, and low 50s is one of them, where it is very painful and neat, and I think needs to be addressed. Hopefully, Scopely agrees. Hopefully, they're going to implement some sort of change. But... The X, but when it is fixed, it's still not going to be your G4 or G4 rare ship with the loop with a little bit of a loop bonus that's going to be driving your success. You're going to have to fly your G5 ship. I love the fact that that people are memeing me already, Bubba Joe. Like literally, how do you guys come into the live studio audience like loaded up on a website with with my image ready just to punch in something I say? <laughs> <laughs> this, this literally was a meme made in in 25 seconds, Bubba Joe. N says nobody ever. It's supposed to be that hard, except for me. All right, so <clears throat> here's the deal. That's very good. Good it's, job. It's pretty impressive, okay? I'm just going to say, well done, all right? Um, but here's the thing. it These hostels, and I, and I had a discussion today with a couple of different people. Bubba... Tell me if this doesn't actually maybe make a little bit of sense to you. I believe these hostels are exactly what freebooters were supposed to be. Okay. These hostels. I think that makes absolute sense. Yeah. These hostels are exactly what freebooters were supposed to be and Scopely missed the mark. Now, they, they were so wanting to make sure that they got this one right 
that they might have even overshot it ever so slightly, okay? But I actually am not sure that they did. Here's my interpretation of kind of some of the stuff we were talking about today, and I'd like to share that with you guys a little bit. You, Omicron, go with me, okay? You're right. But I wanted, I'm talking about the hostels first. Then we're going to get into the refinery because I, I think you're exactly right, and that's where we that's what we talked about today, and and what I hope to be good news for you guys in the coming days. But the hostels themselves, as you guys say, Bosman says it's not an issue with the tough hostels. It's the bad loot. It's the bad refinery. It's this and that. And I get it. These hostels. This is what freebooters were probably supposed to be, and and I'm glad to actually see this. A lot of people are in chat talking about the fact that it's not the difficulty of the hostel. I'm actually really glad that you guys are on that page with me because I'm happy to actually have a challenging target. I'm happy to have something that is different than the meta. I'm happy to have something that says, oh, don't put Hugh under deck. And just in case you didn't watch the content last night, do not put Hugh under deck, okay? That is not the place for this. We've talked in the past, they're getting just a little bit better with some of this Krujitsu, Bubba. For example, when Janeway, bug, when Janeway came out, uh, we said, don't put Hugh below deck if Janeway's got full synergy, right? We're starting to see some of this come about, and these hostels were not made with, uh, not made for Hugh, okay? Just not. So the hostel themselves- I can't, I can't run Hugh? Most of us can't, Bubba Joe. Super, <laughs> most of us can't. A lot of big players probably can, okay? But a lot of us should not be running Hugh. Jonathan Ingram says, stop saying no Hugh. Each person should check their critical damage versus regular first. Jonathan, I'm here to tell that you. That is 100% correct. I don't disagree, but I'm here to tell you that nobody outside of G6 has more than 1,000% crit damage. Okay, I, I, it, we just don't. Okay, I I'm 56. I consider myself very well developed. I consider myself very well researched. But Jonathan, how many times do you get me to zero crits? You do it consistently with Kira's. Okay, so a lot of us are not going to be there. Okay, now, and granted, Pirate Yar says crit damage still matters if you have enough to use crits in round one, and that's fine. I get it, but the idea with these hostels is to get as much loot as you can, meaning punching up a little bit, meaning using that favor to delay the go-home cannon and trying to get in to... it. it just like any other type of hostel, it's about balancing your repair costs with punching up and getting loot with punching up and time spent, okay? So... Captain Bull says he's not G6 and he's still using Hugh. All right. Then I, that's fine. I will rescind the, actually I'm not. All right. You can try it if you want, as Bubba Joe always says. Try it if you want. Okay. See how it works for you. Hugh is not having enough impact for me because I'm trying to punch up. Okay. If I were going to punch down and hit 51s for hours on end, or if I was going to hit a smaller hostel, whatever your punch-down hostel would be, that's fine. But you guys know that's not me. I don't like doing that. I don't like hitting board probes for hours on end. I would rather hit up, get bigger amounts of loot, and only spend five or ten minutes doing it, even if I die a little bit more. That's always been a trade-off in this oh. game that I accept in my own play style. All right? So 
what I what I'd like to say interject here, DJ, is that you're going to offer what has worked very well for you, and you've probably shared, and some other people have said this works well for us. But what we have said for the last probably five or six months, yes, mostly related to PvP, but a little bit related to PVE and other things that are going on in the game, and said your mileage may vary. For sure. You have a unique set of forbidden technology, a unique set of artifacts, a unique set of research, a unique set of ships, and the game is now evolving that you have to figure out what your capabilities are to figure out how you can best attack this loop. You can listen to DJ, and his system may work for you, but it may not be the best system for you, or it might be the best system for you, or it might not work for you at all. All of this is just leading to the point that Everything that is building up in this game, all these things that nobody has maxed outside of maybe a handful. And I do only mean a handful because even players like myself and Jonathan Ingram don't have everything maxed in the game. Your specific setup of artifacts, forbidden technology, ship tiers, research, all of that is going into a unique gameplay experience for you. So it's good to listen to content creators. It's good to listen to your whale friends. It's good to listen to your free-to-play friends, and get advice from them and try different things. But your experience is now going to be unique based on the fact that the way these hostiles are attacking you, they are stripping away the advantages that we're used to having. Exactly. So you're going to have to attack them uniquely. Exactly. And I think that that is something very, very important to, to note here. Uh, we have talked about different crews for different people. And this particular loop is putting a magnifying glass on that Bubba Joe in such a way that, for example, look in the chat. Now, I, I, I want to point out that, for example, SF from Server 31 says five or 10 minutes. Right. Uh, Shill says no way you can do it in 10 minutes. Now, here's the thing, guys. For a lot of you, you are a thousand percent correct. I would imagine that Ransusi cannot do even a single chest in five minutes. Ransusi, am I right or am I right? All right? He was very upset. He was very critical in here yesterday. Man, it's taken me hours. Ransusi says 170 hostels he had to hit for what? A single pull or was that a double? Okay. Now, Benny Hill, uh, Ransusi says 40,000, single pull. Now, Benny Hill, same thing. In 10 minutes with $600 in packs? Nope, I haven't bought any yet. I wasn't going to. But I also want to point out why your mileage may vary. Take a look uh, at your screen, or please take a look at what is in the graphics room, some of the stuff that we talked about here last night. Uh, and if you take a look inside the graphics room, you're going to see exactly what I want to talk about right here. As a matter of fact, I'll put an updated version because we now have the, the chart complete. I say we, uh, I mean Blue Mandalorian and Jules Verne, who are just absolutely brilliant mad scientists, Okay. Now, I'm going to start at the higher end here, guys, and then I'm going to work my way down because we did intensive testing last night. Blue Mandalorian was with me the entire way, and actually, if he's in the audience, I'd like to invite him up to the stage so we can talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we did find because there is a clear gap. There is a clear gap here, okay? And I'm going to explain to you 
where that gap is, what is causing the divide, and why not everybody is actually feeling this pain. Because, Shill, you said no way that I could do it in 10 minutes. You're right. It didn't take 10 minutes. It actually took me five. All right. Bubba Joe, how long did it take you last night? You said in the time that we were chatting about it, it was probably five, seven minutes. How much loot did you earn? Enough for a double refine. Ladies and 1. gentlemen, 1.2 million. 1.2 million. Okay. Jonathan Ingram has already amassed 11.7 million Zindi scrap. K9 Tooth has already amassed 20 million Zindi scrap. Why? Why has that happened? No, Herps, yeah, you say you're talking about the 1%. No. And, and again, let me talk about the gaps. Okay. Let me talk about the gaps because you know what? I'm an Ops 56. Uh, granted, still a decently developed account. Okay. I sure am. But once I found a strategy last night, even after I got off the air, I was talking with Cruzito about it. Even after I found my nook and cranny, it continued on. I am currently holding oh, 650,000. My single chest is 95, my double's 240. Okay? So here's what we found. Why are some people, like Ransusi, why did they have to hit 170 hostels? Why could I only hit 13? And by the way, that is 100% accurate. I hit 13 hostels for me to be able to do a single pull. So where's the problem here, Bubba? And I'm not tooting a horn. I'm not talking about whales. I'm not defending the loop. We found the mathematical problem. You got it, Trixa. The loot scales ridiculously difficult starting at hostels of level 51, okay? Take a look, okay? And by the way, Cruzito, I'm, here was one thing. I was actually talking to Echo earlier about this today um, because Cruzito says you're flying the correct ship for your level. You know what the thing is, Cruzito? I can hit, I am using the correct ship for my level, but guess what I'm not doing here? Community, guess what I still can't do? Guess what Ransusi can't do? Guess what Bubba Joe and Jonathan Ingram can't do, although it's a game design decision? What can none of us do? It's a broad question, but it's going to... Bosman, thank you. You get a gold star. Bosman says nobody can actually hit the hostels of their own level. I am an Ops 56. All right. Oh, shell, shut up. <laughs> I'm not defending anything. I'm explaining to you first. Okay. And then, I, but I did defend the hostel. If you want to say that, I'll defend the hostel because I do like the hostel. Okay. Hostel's cool. Anyway, nobody can hit their own level. It is this right here, starting at level 51, where the loot scales up by 300%. Now, what I was fortunate enough to be able to talk to uh, Emperor Echo about today was the fact that, in my opinion, and obviously he didn't really offer a whole lot of opinion knowing that I was coming on the air with this, but my opinion was, Scopely 
overcompensated from the failure of freebooters. Now, Bubba Joe, a minute ago, you said that you believe me. Let me give the rest of my tinfoil hat theory, and you, you tell me if you go along with it. I believe that Scopely was so concerned with another freebooter failure that they might have even overcompensated ever so slightly. Because if you, if, and I, everybody want, I want everybody to look, if you look at your chart, if you look at your hostels, if you look at all of this math, if you could hit your own level of hostel, this problem goes away. Do the math on it, guys. Everybody, every single one of you, if you could hit your own level of hostel, 10 to 12 hostels, that's it. That's all you're going to need. And by the way, you don't look at the raw loot because you do have, well, and, and again, Shill, I'm talking about Freebooter was the best part of the year. I'm talking about the mechanical failure. There was a failure. Bubba Joe will remember, they said these things were going to come out and be hard. You guys remember? They said they were going to beat your tail. They said freebooters were going to bust your baby butts. <laughs> See how I snuck that in there today? You ain't getting me to cut that one, peeps. Shush. <laughs> All right. The freebooters were supposed to be difficult. The fact that we only have to kill seven a day means that it was supposed to kick our tail. Okay. So when we're looking at this, if you take a look with the loot bonuses that you've got, don't look at the raw loot, but last night we figured Blue, what was it? Oh, welcome to the stage. Ladies and gentlemen, Blue Mandalorian is here. Let me hit his little button. Ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour, Blue Mandalorian is here. How about a round? Yes, Now we just got a copyright strike on Twitch. All I right. can't believe that I sent you an Eiffel 65. I'm blue for him, and you still don't use that. Wait, I don't have that You're one. Is me. that one not up here? Hold on. Let me see. Uh, let's see. No, I don't have that one on here. I just have that one. It says uh, it says Jules slash blue. Lab. Rude. Sorry. Blue deserves his own button, DJ. Okay, I didn't know. Right. I was going to send it, and I'll fix it. I'll put the button in. All right, now. I mean, you can also use it for, like, PvP purposes, too, like for blue ships. Yeah, we could do that, too. <laughs> All right, so, Blue, last night, you saw me kill a level 51. Now, the raw loot says that it should be between 11 and 1,200, but you saw what I was taking home. Please enlighten the audience. Do you remember what it was? Or give us your own example. I mean, what are you hitting? I what? mean, your trip was about 70,000. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. I was getting between six and 7,000 per hostel, okay? I mean, that's a pretty big loot bonus, all right? So... Everybody's going to have some loot bonus. We got the doctor under deck. Hopefully, we might be able to use five of 11 a little bit. Picard is a great option here, the new Enterprise E Picard. Maybe you're using a G4 rare, and that's even better for loot gain. Nobody else has that. But nonetheless, you are getting a little bit of loot bonus. All right. Go out and, well, you guys are so jumping ahead. Bosman, settle down. Settle down. You're right. He says, tell us how we get closer to our level. I'm 52 with a pileum and struggling with the 40 to 42s. Okay, you shouldn't be. Not with the 40 to 42s. You should probably be grinding pretty easily around the 44s. But the problem with that, Blue, as we discovered last night, you and I, is that even, and Griffin, even the 44s are paying too little loot to support the ops requirements of 
of 52. Griffin, you're an ops 50. You did this last night. That's right. Can you kill a level 51? I cannot. Not a chance. You didn't even come close. Could you kill a 50? No. I, did, I cannot. What about a 48? If I fully synergize myself with my, you know, all the tricks and I blink three times, I killed one. One. Very expensive trip. What about the 46s? I was getting four to five. Oh, okay. I thought you told me three last night, but okay. So four. Oh, no, you're right. No, you're right. It was three. It was three per hole on the 46s. I'm stuck in 42s. I resigned to 42s right now. So there we go. We also tried the 44s. You actually got up towards about seven or eight. But look what happened. Look at the chart, everybody. What happened between the 44s and the 46s? The loot dropped by 50%. Now, let me ask you, anywhere else in the game, anywhere else in the game, does an Ops 50 have to hit a 42? Or do Ops 50s usually hit 50-plus? This is what Bubba Joe is talking about, is that this is a very, very different meta than we're used to. Different crew, different style, different strategy, very different mindset. And all of it would be okay, except Scopely also forgot. Bubba Joe, Scopely also forgot. Because if they were going to make it so daggone hard that we would have to punch down a little bit, at least here in the beginning then they had to compensate with one of two other areas. They could either, my suggestion, compensate with the amount of raw loot that the hostel was dropping or compensate with the cost of opening the chest in, and what do you think, Bubba Joe? I'd say dropping at least five to six ops levels, expecting a level 50 to routinely be able to hit the 44s, expecting a level 56 to routinely be able to hit the 51s or maybe the 53s, to expect Bubba Joe at ops 60, what, four, five, to routinely be able to hit the 60s or the 61s. Bubba Joe, if I may ask, and I don't know what your ship status currently looks like. I know what Canine Tooth and, and Jonathan Ingram are doing. What level are you hitting? Are you hitting the 62s, or did you drop down a little bit? Uh, I am hitting 59s. What? Hold on. Hold on. I got to hit a button for that. Bubba Joe, what's but, your ops? Uh, 64. 64. And say again, what are you hitting? 59s. 59s. We talked about this last night, Blue. It seemed as though by the end of the show, we were kind of discovering that most people were falling into the preconceived notion, the preconceived trap that we've got to be hitting our level, which is why it was frustrating people to no end. Or one of the reasons. It was frustrating people to no end. But we've got to break ourselves of that pattern and actually punch down a little bit. All right. Now, there's still a problem. I'm not, this is not the solution. All right. But as far as our health, our holes, our repairs, we have got to reset our expectation and drop down just a little bit. Okay. Even me, I was doing 53s last night on stream. I got seven kills per hole.
Seven. And it still didn't do me that great, did it, Blue? I think I got maybe 20,000, 25,000 loot. It was still frustrating. Okay? Yeah. So then Blue and I are talking. I talk with Cruzito after the show. I decided to take a run with 51s. And I think we did one run last night on camera with the 51s. Came home with yeah, something you were, like you were complaining because you were it was taking longer it than you took too damn you were long. surviving. <laughs> it was it was like grinding, it was like the old school days of grinding Borg again. It was the old school days of grinding Borg where you could just go up there and just hit them for all eternity. I filled my cargo on 51s. Now that's I'm a 56. Five levels. Five levels you delta. Do fill, you do not fill it with a Corvus. I can tell you that much. Five level. Oh, sure. Yeah, no. Because the Corvus is not a 56 ship. The Corvus is a 52 ship. So what should we be probably hitting right now? If you're 52. I'm still going to hit the 51s if I can. Well, if you can, but probably not reliably. If you've got the Corvus, you are probably... Going to be really, really good in here right now around the 46s to 48s. Now, what's the problem? Look over here at this chart. I'm going to put it into the graphics room now. Okay, I'm going to put this into the graphics room now, and that way you can see it side by side with the loot drops. Again, this is the failure. This is the failure from game design. And to be honest with you, here on day two, I don't find this to be a catastrophic failure. This is easy to fix. This is super freaking easy to fix. And I've already given them my suggestion. We had great conversations about it today. They want to look at data and do some math. And because, again, it comes down to, you know, trusting their people versus trusting me, they're probably going to double-check me, Bubba Joe. And that's fine. I'm fine with them double-checking me. But here, it's obvious. They expected us to be able to hit our level. Look at the loot gains. Look each place side by side. Look where the raw loot jumps at what level of hostile. And then look at the ops brackets and the cost of redemptions. Every time you change level of a hostile, the, the equilateral level or ops level of the chest changes. They designed these hostels, these levels of hostels, to be able to be hit by an equal ops level individual. What we have found is that is not possible. Okay? Certainly not up front. And I want to talk about, I want to talk about how we're going to get there. Because I've seen this, I've seen this question, Bubba Joe. Well, once we get all the favors, once we get all the research, once we get all the stuff, will we be able to hit our own level? Well, let's take this out for a moment. Let's remove my hypothesis of the NX-01 coming in, okay? Because that's my guess. I think that they're going to sell a super ultra damage ship, okay? However, here in month one, we're doing it with normal ships, so let's see. Okay, you're right, Blaze. I get it. How many hundreds of holes is it going to take to open up the favors? Here's my opinion. Here's my opinion. Bubba Joe, I don't think the favors are going to get us there. 
not five levels. It is the favors are not going to let me as a 56 reliably hit the 55s or the 57s. Not like I can do it the 51s. I think they overshot the mark. I'm not mad about that, by the way. I actually like this hostel. Okay? But I do think they overshot the mark a little bit, which is why this is not a 911 emergency for me. I think all they got to do is go in and rebalance the cost of these chests, A, or B, just scale up the amount of raw loot. Simple. Well, there's really. nothing wrong with the hostile, right? No! The hostile is great. All they have raw to loot. do is adjust the amount of raw loot that the hostile is dropping or, blue, decrease the cost of the chest by approximately four to five ops levels. And in other words, taking an ops 50, who needs to open 14,000, and making that the requirement for ops 55. Now, I want to also point out why... You could also add a daily that rewards more raw. Sure. To make up the difference. Absolutely, you could do that. For example, an Ops 47 who needs 5.5 thousand, that should actually be 2.5 thousand. Now, let me ask you guys. Take a look at this chest. Uh, Ransusi, Shorts, uh, anybody out there, okay? Anybody out there. Take your Ops level. Take a look at your cost. Drop it by five Ops levels and tell me if this suddenly becomes very manageable. All right. There's no question it does. And to your point and agreeing with your premise, including how great the hostels are, BJ's, if we look at what's in the graphics room of that raw loot table mm -hmm. and we see what happened from 59, 57, 55, all the way to 51, it seems like that's one group. Then something dramatically changed in their formula for 50, 48, 46, 44, and 42, to the point where I literally questioned, was there just a simple setup issue when they were figuring out the math on everything 40 to 50? Because if their same formula copied down from 53 to 51 into 50, 48, and 46, thus raising the amount of raw loot per hostel, that then and there solves the problem. Well, so it's that like was... the math jumps right off the page looking at it. Yeah. What is there for them to even go to test? It's right well, there. Well, it's also like uh yeah, I know, like but... with the cube, you know, when they got to the G5 gradient, like that 51, mm -hmm. the math is like it's not it's just just crazy things. Like they just couldn't figure out how to do that smoothly. I so agree. There's def I mean it you're right, Griffin. It jumps right off the page. The the error here is so ridiculously obvious to me, which is why I'm not super panicky. I feel like this is manageable now i feel like it's a simple fix now i also want to point out do i think that the hostel is too hard trey this is it this is exactly kind of circling back to your point but that would still be more than one hole yes that's what i expect but how hard the hostile needs to be is solely based on loot yes i expect this to be expensive with our normal ships. What I don't expect is a slog of 150 hostels. Okay? 
That is where yeah, the, the, the time problem is. The hostel is not too difficult because, Spock Monkey, to answer your question, if it becomes manageable, why sell the NX-01, if that is indeed their plan? The plan for the NX-01 is going to be cost control because, yes, I do here at the beginning at stage one on day two, I do expect a single refine to cost you two or three hulls. Yes, that's expensive, but it shouldn't be 150 hostels. Okay? It should be like what you and I did last night, Blue. It should be seven hostels. I'm dead, but I got to do that two or three times. Seven hostels takes two to three minutes, but then I'm dead, and I got to repair, and I got to go back. Simpy says, I'm supposed to be, uh, or I'm looking at 20 hulls the way it is. I think, it I think it should be three, two to three, maybe four right now I because Scott, Spock Monkey is right. There does need to be an incentive to buy into the specialty or whatever tools are going to come to make this loop easier. Okay, that's going to come, but it shouldn't be a five-hour slog, and that's what we saw yesterday. That's yeah, what we saw. It, it shouldn't. You know, I, obviously it sets things up for a, you know, sell the specialty, but at the same time, they should be releasing this content in a way where you have to punch down initially. Like it comes out too hard and you have to, you have to do the research to even out. Otherwise you're just decreasing the overall lifetime of the content. Absolutely. Now yeah. let's talk about those favors, Blue, because I, I didn't answer the question earlier. Why did, uh, or, or do you DJs think that... With all the favors and all the research that we will be able to hit our ops level, which right now we're assuming or finding roughly that it's about a five ops level delta. Blue, do you roughly agree five to six ops levels and, and suddenly this thing shifts into balance? Do you think that's the right number? Am I being too aggressive, too conservative? What do you think? I'm at, I'm in the four range and I'm, but I'm, I might be punching up, but um, okay. Kill, so I, I can kill 153 and before and like the second one kills me as a 55 but that's okay. uh this, so, the 51 is like a specialty case of like what you want to aim for. Grungandola says I'm hitting down four levels. I'm hitting down five levels. So let's call it let's call it roughly uh, let's go with four levels, okay? Fine. Four levels. Yeah. Oh, four, yeah, four to six, you know. Do never, you think, Blue, on the surface, and we're going to dive into this on the other side of the break because we're going to have to take a break here in just a second. But, Blue, let me ask you, just on the surface, do you think the favors will allow you to make up four levels of hostile? Uh, the uh, depends on the level. For the critical floor dam damage floor, once you stop, once you can bring Hugh back, then uh, – it becomes a different fight. Okay. Bubba Joe, let me ask you. Do you think the favors will make a substantial difference in your ability to perform against the Zindi hostels? Uh, I think it depends on when you're dying. Okay. Karkin. So if you're, if you're dying on the big gun, if you're dying on the go-home cannon, then some of the favors may extend the ability for you to defeat these hostels. Because let's, I mean... Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, they're not like they're not massive in this in the way that, you know, traditional hostels are massive. They've been scaled down in terms of their hole and shields 
as compared to hostels of a similar level. So, you know, you don't need to hit them with 400% critical damage, mm-hmm. but you do need to hit them hard. So I think that if you're dying from the go-home gun, then extending the life of the battle will matter. But if you're, you know, if you're dying from the regular damage guns, then there aren't a lot of traits that are going to help you. I don't disagree. Uh, let me answer this question very quickly in the chat because I don't want to forget it after the break. If you got five out of five crit floor damage, Hugh wouldn't matter either way, right? Ask the question. Yes, it would. Because once you get that pr- uh, that crit floor to 100%, then you can actually bring back hull breach and still bring back higher than normal shots. You got to get that floor to 100%. But now here, let me ask this you next question. That? Huh? Uh, uh, yes. Y- oh, you yes. We, yes, we were able to prove that last night. Hull breach yes. supersedes the crit floor? Uh, hull breach uh, comes hull after. Breach, it came out just under. Yeah, that's right. So uh, it, roughly level four of that would be roughly the same. It was actually still slightly less, but not much less. Uh, but yeah, maxing it out will allow you to bring Hull Breach and Hugh back and still receive a benefit. Now, so answering that question, now I know Jonathan Ingram's going to maybe disagree. All right. But again, for most of us, Hugh is going to be a factor once we get our crit floor up a little bit. All right. Uh, next question. Do we still bring Hull Breach? Even if we don't have Hugh, do we still bring Hull Breach? Interesting question. If it's an interceptor, good answer. Like that. Ransusi says no, but yes, if it's an interceptor, you do do that. Why? For the isolytic. Okay. No, Herps, it doesn't depend on your crit damage. I mean, well, I guess it does technically depend on your crit damage, but most of us don't have in excess of 1,000% crit damage, which means our crits are going to get zeroed out. Okay? But Hull Breach doesn't spark extra crit chance, which means we don't have any more likelihood of zeroing that shot. It's just going to get us better isolytic if we're flying an interceptor. Good question. Excellent question. We're going to take a very quick break. When we come back, I want to dive into the favors and why here at this level, please, for the love of God, don't crack your head open. Please stand down. He is standing up in a rolly chair right now. How many of you guys got staples or stitches in your head from standing up in a rolly chair? Sit down. Not even kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, that's right. Zandy's is like me, pixelates me, me, spark plug me, DJ's me. All right, yeah. We all got stitches in our head, boy. Not this time because I told you to sit down. All right. On the other side of the break, Bubba Joe, I'm going to tell you why I actually don't believe the favors are going to make up four levels of hostile. At least not the favors we've got now. And I'm going to explain that on the other side of the break. We do have to take a very quick break. Thank you guys also very much for being here on this very uh, spirited uh, first episode of Talking Treks season 
or January arc, rather. I guess it's still only our third episode of the entire season. Appreciate you guys all being here. My name is Ultimate DJs. We're going to take a very quick break for both audiences. And when we return, I'm going to tell you why I still insist that Scopely actually shift the ops levels on these redemptions because at least at this time, favors will not mathematically get you there. I'm going to explain why, and then we'll dive into crew on the other side of this break. My name is Ultimate DJs. This is Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast. Please stand by for these words from our sponsors. This portion of the show brought to you by crazybunch.org. Are you old like Bubba Joe and get tired playing video games? Surtail has a solution for your health and wellness needs, especially while gaming. You could try an energy gummy for those long incursion events or just to keep yourself conscious while you're doing all that mining. Surtail is an independent distributor of all aerial products you'll need to improve your gaming experience. Message Surtail on Discord or visit crazybunch.org for more information. Talking Trek is brought to you in part by MN Toy Posse. MN Toy Posse is the biggest and best Facebook page all about toys. Meet other like-minded individuals that share in your same interest. Have hard-to-find rare toys or know someone looking for your special piece of nostalgia. Old toys or new toys, hard-to-find toys, doesn't matter. With MN Toy Posse, you can find it, buy it, or sell it. Visit today at Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse. That's Facebook.com slash MN Toy Posse for the toy collector in all of us. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Brawny Paper Towels, the big, dumb towel that does its job and then gets lost, just like the lumberjack on the package. Are you sick and tired of never accomplishing your New Year's resolution? Ugh, another gym membership wasted again this year. Introducing Slacker Steps, the new app to help you with your New Year's goals. For the year 2024, your resolution should be... Simply fill out a lifestyle preference form... And Slacker Steps will give you a task you're sure to achieve this calendar year. Based on your TV habits, we've set your goal at lifting 60 pounds of cookies into your mouth hole. How did they know cookies was my favorite food? Our app is designed to make the biggest slob feel good about themselves because it's as soft as your midsection. Cool, let me try. Since you like short walks to the fridge, I've set your resolution at walking six miles for the entire year. I could totally do that. Stop being a loser and be an easy winner with Slacker Steps. Welcome back to the slow news at six. Is your thermostat too high? Rhonda Richardson is on the scene for this developing story. Bob, I'm currently at the Trundle household where things are heating up. Who touched the thermostat? We keep it at 65 in this house. But dad, I'm freezing. Can we at least turn it up to 66, John? Not until little Johnny starts to bring in some income. I'm five. Put on a sweater. Or two or three. I'll stay here and report back once the sun goes down, when things could take a turn for the worse. Back to you, Bob. We'll have more on this. Plus, we take a deep dive into the holiday problem that's affecting millions of families. Why won't my holiday blow-ups stay up? Next on The Slow News at 6.
this on Sunday, Bubba Joe. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, Pixelite says, is this one from India? No, I'm still on the Zimbabwe list. I'm still on the Zimbabwe list. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do the entire show tonight from the Zimbabwe list. But yeah, we're playing uh, top musical tracks from these various countries. We've got, we've got some really, really cool stuff to look at here, Bubba Joe. I don't know. I mean, I'm assuming that this has always been here. Right, but I I just stumbled on this area of my Apple Music and and found some really cool stuff. Like the, yesterday, Baba Joe, we we were listening to the top tunes from. Uh, let me see if I can actually say this now. Azer Azerbaijan 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 Azerbaijan. We were listening to the top tunes from Azerbaijan uh, yesterday. by John. So we've got we've got all these crazy uh, playlists from all across the world, and I'm gonna be I'm really enjoying some of this. I listened to Saudi Arabia's playlist today, Bubba Joe, at work, and some people were a little bit curious as you know what I was listening to. I'm like I'm just you know I'm expanding my horizons here a little bit. I, you know I'm just trying to to listen to some classical or you know some cultural music and and things like that. So. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really liking the uh, the the playlist that I found on Apple Music. It's kind of cool, Bubba Joe. All right, Bubba Joe, the uh, the community is accusing me of clickbaiting people uh, with the announcement from LiveOps. I mean, should I go ahead and do that now? I was going to save it for later because it is it is very much clickbait. I, I give you the most important, valuable stuff at the end of the show. That's how it works. It, uh, wait, it, it's called TSL, time spent listening. All right. Uh, if I give you the good stuff now, then then you leave, right? So I make you listen depends to the end on of the if show. You be, it depends on if you want to be trumped by Echo. That's true. It is a it is a waiting game right now. Uh, he's he's waiting me out. I'm waiting him out. Uh, but uh, no, I'll go ahead and share. I, I did uh, talk at length with Echo today. And, uh, and, and listen, based on what some of you guys are writing in the chat, I guess maybe some of you aren't going to be happy with this, um, but it is all that we have right now. And again, I, I kind of point out the fact that I am having positive conversations with them. We have had in detail conversations about the math, about the, the scaling, about these chests and about these costs, and, and I have made my case. And here's the good news, Bubba Joe. Everybody, everybody that I have talked to about these, this is what's great. Everybody that I've talked to about this has said, you know what? This makes sense, right? This works. This actually makes sense. But then the next question comes. Then the next question comes is, do we think the favors are going to get us there? Okay. For example, Blue, do you think that these favors are going to allow you to kill 51s? Griffin, do you think these favors are going to let you kill 51s? Bubba Joe, are these uh, favors going to let you just ransack 62s? 
Well, right. no. And you know I, why I can say that? Yeah. You know why I can say that, DJ? Why do you say that? Because oh. I have the favors. Because you have the... Oh, great. Bubba Joe did, in fact, spend hundreds of dollars on the favors. I decided not to. That's right, Jonathan Ingram. He's already bought them. And Does that include the maximum... Um, and he... Like, heal your whole health back? And he is... I did not get the whole health ones. I, I question their uh, usefulness so far. With well, a lack of information, I'm, I'm not certain how much they're going to help. Sure. Let's talk I mean, about these. Okay, let's talk about these. Because yeah. last night, Blue, you and I kind of agreed that there was a primary three. Let's start with the audience. And, and by the way, I am going to circle back. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm going to get back to you. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to get back to the conversation with Echo here in just a moment, but I want to explain to you pieces of the conversation that I had with Echo, why some of this stuff matters to them, okay? So not only did we get the ops banding a little bit off blue, but they're also thinking that the favors should actually get us pretty close. Well, Bubba Joe is a shiny example of why that may not happen. And I am a shiny example of most of you who haven't bought a Dagon thing yet. I only have level two of particle beam delay. I've got us nowhere else. I've done nothing else. But there are three favors. There are three favors that Blue and I have identified as being the most crucial to this loop. Blue Mandalorian, what are they? Your starter pack. That would be the first one, the particle beam delay. Okay. And then you get your loop boost, the Zindi escalation. Absolutely. Right yep. And number and three. Yeah, just and then all, just almost right down below it, you have critical damage floor. Critical damage floor. These are the big three. Your starter pack, as Blue's gonna call them. These are the three that we want to prioritize the most straight out the gate. Okay. Crit damage floor, loot bonus, and particle beam delay. Now and and in fairness, DJ, yes, just full transparency here, my levels are three, five, and four of those. Three, so that one's maxed. Particle beam is maxed. Three, uh, loot bonus is maxed. Three, five, and he's got his crit damage floor at level four at 70%. I Correct. I will have one note, and that is for the third level of particle beam delay, which costs the uncommon credits, Um. Uh, you should analyze in terms of your combat against the hostile. Like, are you dying to the beam or are you just dying to, to the hostile? That's what Bubba Joe because was saying earlier. You might just be adding a delay unnecessarily. That's exactly right. That's what Bubba Joe was talking about earlier. Um, if you're dying to the beam, then we've got to kill it faster. Let me ask you, Blue. Let's just throw me a couple of hypotheticals here. If you're dying to the beam, does Pike Moreau matter? Uh, no. Does mitigation matter at all if you're dying to the beam? No. Okay. If you're dying to the beam, should we invest in particle beam delay? Yes. If we're dying from the hostile, does mitigation matter? Yes. If we're dying from the from the hostile, does particle beam delay matter? No. No. Okay. This is why Bubba started at the beginning and saying, your mileage may vary because there are situations here as to whether or not certain crew or certain favors or, golly, maybe the game could be telling you you're not even hitting the right hostile. 
Okay. Yeah. Before you make any final statement, hit the hostile one level higher, and if you're dying to that beam, you may be. It may be worth it. Sure. All right. Then kind of the same thing we did last night, Blue. We kept inching up. We started at like a 46. Then we hit the 50. We hit the 51. We got to the 53. That was as far as we could go. I knew I wasn't going to survive anything after that because of the way that that hostile was taking me out. All right. So particle beam delay, very, very important. Why is that important, Blue? Explain to the people what particle beam delay actually does and i'll pull up uh and we'll put this in the graphics room uh one of the things that we were looking at last night what is the actual particle beam can you explain it to me the uh the particle beam is the uh the bioship go home cannon times 10 or so it's just it's just uh depend it just not a specific weapon but it's just a modifier to the weapons that occurs at a certain round and it just starts throwing billions upon billions of damage at you and you just there's no hope of survival as a matter so. of fact uh if you take a look inside the graphics room you're going to see the firing pattern for one of these zindi warships all right there's six weapons blue how many of them fire every single round uh, all of them fire that round <laughs> All of them fire every single round. Okay? Weapons one through five are kinetic. They throw two shots per weapon. So there's 10 shots before you even get to the go-home cannon. 10 shots you got to survive. Okay? But also, by the way... None of, this is, none of this is getting split 80-20. No. Yeah, it's ignoring all your shields. Okay? Ignoring all your shields. So going straight Break to down. hull. 10 shots straight to hull. Okay? So we got but that. DJ, what if I have what if I have mud? What if I'm at 98.2? It's still going 100% to hull. Oh man. It ignores mud. I mean, yes, mud will take your damage if he procs and mitigate it 98 to 2 under a normal circumstance, but these hostiles 100% bypass your shields and go straight to hull. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay? This is 10 shots with the lead pipe straight to the kneecaps. Okay? There is no avoiding it. By the way, stfc.space shows weapon number six, the energy weapon. This one is the particle beam. If you look in the graphics room, you'll see that the minimum uh, and maximum damage is only 100 million. To the sixth power, okay? Because that actually, folks, is six shots of 100 billion power, okay? Just in case you don't believe me, I mean, I'm sure somebody has. Somebody has, has seen this by now. But just in case, uh, I'll throw something into the graphics room for you from one of my yeah. own battle logs, Oh, no. And see, I died. 99.99% of people are going to see right below it, your ship destroyed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Your ship will be destroyed six times, mind you. And okay. then the second shot fires. Yeah. Your ship is going to get destroyed six times uh, in the way that this thing this thing plays out. Okay. Um, trying to find. Oh, yeah. So Here we go. Found there. it. Found it. I found it. Here we go. As a matter of fact, uh, let me just pop this into the graphics room for you. This was on a level 53, and you can't even see all the shots. It killed me so hard. 
Okay, put that in the graphics room for you. Those are 100 billion power shots, and there are six of them. Canine Tooth can't even survive these. See, this, this is Canine Tooth's fault. You remember he was bragging about the last go-home cannon. He could, he could beat the go-home cannon. Scopely said, okay, hold my beer. How hard did it kill me, Crushing? It killed me so hard, I died twice. Actually, I died six times. Okay? I died six times. As a matter of fact, they should probably rename this thing. It probably shouldn't be the, the go-home cannon. Uh, this should be the canine cannon. This is canine this is 2's fault. We've got this cannon. All right? I'm gonna start, you know what? I'm going to start calling it the canine cannon. I like that. Bubba Joe, permission? Permission granted? We'll start calling yes. this. I'm going to start calling this the canine the cannon. Problem, people are going to be like, what, what do dogs have to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, buddy. This thing, this thing smacks so good. All right. So here are, for example, this is what Blue was just talking about a second ago. Uh, did the go home cannon take you out? Or in the case of this log that I've got here, the hostel itself took me out, not the go-home cannon. So my crew has to adapt. My strategy has to adapt on something like this if I'm going to die to the cannon or if I'm going to die before the cannon. Okay? So let's like talk. People were, people were commenting like, oh, like, oh, you should go for the pilot. But like, oh, my Newton was having doing such a better job against these. I'm like, sure. well, yeah, you just need a wallop of hall health. Yep. All right, let's talk about these favors real quick, all right? And then I want to get into crew, then I'm going to finish up the communication from Echo, and then we're going to probably get ready to, to go. It's a school night. All right, here we go. Let's talk about these three, these big three, okay? Particle beam delay, obviously going to have a very substantial impact. Uh, guys, if you don't have it, we just showed you the uh, the firing pattern if you don't have that favor you're getting taken out in round one no ifs ands or buts about it you will die in round one you either kill it in those first five weapons or you're dead okay but there's no round two there's no round two but particle beam delay actually will delay that sixth weapon for i don't know why my screen there we go uh is going to delay it at level one is going to give you two extra levels or two extra rounds meaning that that gun won't fire until round three okay great news that gives you more time to kill it inherently what that means is you could potentially try to punch up to get more loot obviously we discovered yesterday that that was a really tall order not happening for most people but again two levels uh, or two rounds per level. So I got mine to level two, which means now I have until round five. And you're right, Cruzito. Scopely even came out and told us in the patch notes that this was the favor to start with. You've got to start here. And yes, I agree. On that part, they had it right, Bubba Joe. This is the number one favor that you got to start with. Number two, Zindi Escalation. Loop bonus. Twice as good as five of 11. Uh, better than Picard. Better than uh, the doctor, okay? Level one's 20%, going all the way up to 200%. 200%, okay? That's a fantastic loot bonus and will 
do a lot to mitigate some of your guys' grind. However, my opinion, and Bubba Joe, tell me if you share, my opinion was that the first chest should be reasonable. That stretch goal of the double pull, that's the the benefit. That's the reward we get for engaging in the loop for a little bit. That, I think, should be the five- or ten-minute goal, Bubba Joe, of having Zindi Escalation uh, at level four, level five. I think the double pull being the stretch goal should be the one that's reasonable and manageable and expected once we've engaged in the loop. Now, I know a lot of people are really pushing for the the um, stretch goal here on day one, and that's fine. That's your choice as long as you acknowledge that it's a stretch goal. Okay? I know it's yeah, a I, would, I, I, yeah, I sympathize I with those people in terms of, like, your first week. Like, there are events related to this. So it's like, I understand that. I that still passed. <laughs> I did single I mean, pull yesterday. Events, but still. Yeah, I did a single pull yesterday. And <laughs> okay? So, uh, anyway, there's, there's that. Okay. Um, that one will help your grind, but it's only going to affect the loot that you gain, which by definition does what shorten the amount of time that you have to grind in order to get the loot. Okay. It could be the number of hostels. It could be punching up, punching down, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. We are talking about time, right? By getting more loot faster, you are shortening the amount of time that it takes for you to get to your pull. Are we in agreement? So that one is not going to help us hit a hostel, but it is going to potentially save us time. But it's not going to get us four levels up. Right, Blue? Not. No. Okay, let's look at this third one. Critical damage floor. Now, this one's tricky. This one's tricky. We saw a couple of things last night. Blue, I don't know if you still have those two screenshots. I'd love to share those if you happen to have them, the ones that you gave to I me last night. Them. That'd be great because uh, I'd love to throw those into the graphics. Uh, where are they? Put them in the lab. I'm going to post them in the lab real quick. Okay, uh, so prime or uh, prime. There is a prime for this, by the way, and, and Real quick, because I have seen this question. Some people are saying, hey, does critical damage floor prime stack on top of the favors? The short answer is yes. Okay. If you buy 100% from the prime, you can still earn another 100% through favors, giving you a 200% critical damage floor. That's substantial. That's also something that that people are going to pay for. And, and honestly, I understand why people would probably pay for that. It's it's probably going to be a pretty good benefit, okay? But uh, what I want to show you here is something that Blue Mandalorian sent us yesterday, and I'm going to put it into the graphics room for you guys to take a peek at, okay? This right here is a pair of shots. The first shot is showing that... Um, showing a critical shot. We're not even going to look at isolytic right now, Bubba Joe, Okay. We're just going to look at the, the standard shot. First one's a critical showing 4.4 million. While right underneath it, the standard shot is 4.2 million. Now, can somebody can somebody tell me? And by the way, um, yeah, here we go. Can somebody tell me, Bubba Joe included, where 
what the scenario was here. This was against a Zindi Hostel. Okay. What was the scenario here? If the hostel is going to zero our crit damage, because I can promise you blue does not have 1,000% crit damage bonus. So if blue is going to... He does not. So if... Now, take a look here. Take a look. Is it 100% crit damage floor? Because it's actually a little bit higher than his standard shot. Uh, ha! Drywit! You get my next gold star! You get my next gold star, Drywit. Blue Mandalorian, do you have level 5 of crit damage floor? Uh, I have level 4. Level 4? But wait a second. Seven. That critical is bigger than your normal shot. How is it only 70%? Oh, there must be something else adding. There must to it, be right? something else. What else impacts critical damage, everybody? Come on, come on, come on. What else impacts critical or something. damage? That's right. Hole breach, guys. Hole breach. Hole breach took his 70%, made it into like 1.15 or whatever it ends up being. Anyway, long story short, over 100%. You know how we were able to prove that? We were able to prove that, Bubba Joe, and this was the answer to your question. We were able to prove that by removing whole breach from the scenario. Here was our control. Level four, 70% crit damage, no whole breach. Look what happened to my critical, folks. What happened to the critical shot? Even though we got the crit, what happened? It was less. So, let me ask everybody, do you want crits if your favor is not maxed and or Bubba slash Jonathan Aram, if you don't have 1,000% plus critical damage? Do you want crits? Oh, did I forget to put this one in the graphics? I'm sorry, I'll do it right now. My bad. Okay, graphics room, and whoop-pow! There it is. Do you want crits, community? No, you don't want crits because if it's less than 100%, it's going to be smaller than a normal shot. Now, this ties into a whole other conversation that I don't want to get into tonight. We will have plenty of time this month to talk about the philosophical debates of crit damage. If everybody thinks crit damage is too high, then why do we need a floor? This is why. Because under no circumstance anywhere ever should a critical shot fire zero damage. That is a fundamental bug in this game. It is a flaw. It should not happen. So, then why do we have to pay to make it so it's not zero? Bubba Joe is, is on this, and I don't disagree. The reason that I'm mildly okay is that there is a free-to-play path. You just got to grind it out. And the prime is to pay to skip the grind, even though it's not, Bubba, because you can still stack them up. You can pay for the prime to get 100%, but then grind the favors or even buy the favors, and you still get 200%. But at least the free-to-play have an opportunity to avoid the zero crit shots, okay? That, that is the only saving grace is that it is grindable. It doesn't have to be paid for, but it can be paid for if you want it now. 
I mean, outside of PvP, I know we we kind of disagree is on the that. Second but... one worth it? Well, there's situations. One hundred percent. Sure, sure, absolutely. Look at these hostels, for example. Imagine if your crit floor was two hundred percent blue. Then you added hull breach. Lights out, Zindi. That's right? three fifty, isn't it? Yeah. And you throw Hugh under there, now you got 100% crits at 350% of a normal shot, plus isolytic. Now, the other question is, though, do you need that extra critical damage to even do your stretch goal? Well, that's where we talk. That's why this one is the tricky one. Bubba Joe has this at level four. Blue Mandalorian has this at level four yet they are still unable to hit their level of hostile. So, Bubba Joe, here is where my devious mind started floating around. This is where I will side with Bubba Joe on creating a problem and selling the solution if they did this under the assumption that it would be balanced if you bought the prime, then I will raise holy hell. Okay? Because that's not how you balance this kind of math. That is unacceptable to me. Okay? If they did this based on the math of everybody having 200% critical damage floor, then I will scream and yell right there with you, Bubba Joe. I'm right by your side. I got your back, baby. Okay? Because that's not okay. That is is not okay. Repeat after me, class. That is not okay. And why I'm a little bit worried, why I'm still going to insist, this is why I'm still going to insist that there is a balancing problem in here somewhere because we can already see it that level four of this prime is not making up four levels of hostile. Bubba Joe's still hitting down. I'm still hitting down. Blue's still hitting down. And all of you out there still have to hit down. Let's take a look at these other favors, okay, real quick. And I do mean real quick. Are there any other favors that even impact Zindi hostiles? Blue, are there any other favors that impact the Zindi hostiles? Yes. What? Uh, not affecting the Zindi hostiles as uh -huh. much as affecting your own ships. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That would be the hull health regeneration. Favor. Hull health regeneration, yes. cool. That is uh, emergency protocols. Correct. Emergency protocols. At the beginning of each round of combat, explorers... Below 35% hull health with morale, repair percentage of hull damage taken from hostiles in the previous round of combat. Now, guys, 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 I want to pay very close attention to this math and why Bubba Joe has not bought it yet. Let me give you verbiage. You will repair a percentage of hull damage taken from the hostile in the previous round. Round of combat. Bubba Joe, that means if I take a million hull damage, how much do I get back? I don't know what the ability says. Sorry. I'm sorry. Level one is 3%. 3% of 
3%. So if I took a million damage, I'm going to get back 30,000. 30, now, that's great. Yay, 30,000 hole I get back. But let me start back at the beginning of my question. We took 1 million damage the round before. Is that 30,000 going to get us anything? Is that 30,000 going to buy us an extra round? Is nope. that 30,000 going to buy us an extra shot even? No. Okay, 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 nope. okay. You know what? It's level one, Bubba Joe. Level ones are usually the introduction. It's not really, you know. Okay, let's max it. Level five. 20%. Bubba Joe, I take a 1 million damage. Direct to hull, by the way. 1 million damage the round before. How much hull do I get back at 20%? 200,000. 200,000 sounds much better. But again, I took a million damage in one round. Is 200,000 going to buy me another round? Not really. Not no. likely. It might buy me one more shot. It could, in a very, very niche scenario possibly buy me another round, okay? But very, very niche. This is why this research does not look appealing to me, okay? Now, if you are really, really, really close on the edge, sure, every little bit matters, right? Nickels and dimes, I get it, all right? But this is not going to give us longevity against these Zindi hostiles. So let me ask again, will this favor contribute to us making up four levels of hostile? I'm going to say the answer well, is probably so not. Go ahead, Bubba. If the battle went long enough, right? If the battle went long enough, 20% healing, right, is going to make a difference if the battle goes long enough. But what's the problem with that assumption? The, well, the assumption there is that you need to kill it fast. You're not going very long because the go-home cannon is going to send you home. What is the maximum number of rounds you will be able to fight these hostiles? Seven. Well, seven. seven. Right. The maximum number of hostiles is seven. Mind you, we already have the precondition that your whole health has to be 35% or lower. That's a that's a pre-existing condition. At by the way, at the beginning of each round, it's going to check if your hole is 35% or lower. Then it'll take a percentage of the damage done in the previous round. And you need morale. But again, this is a PvE thing, that's a Harry Kim spot. Okay? That's not the end of the world. I'm not upset with that. We've got Harry Kim, we got Neelix, we got Talon uh, Torres. Though these are PvE Okay, these are PVE, so that means those underdeckers will work. Okay, I don't consider in PVE, I do not consider Neelix, Kim, or BLT a wasted slot in any circumstance. Okay, they're, they're all great. So I'm not, that is not a thing for me. That I do not consider to be a wasted slot, just in my opinion. Okay, but this whole repair, Bubba Joe, I just don't see it being significant enough to really do much. Okay. It wouldn't make my top five favors. Nah, certainly not. Okay, you are know, there you know, any? Though? Are there any other favors that directly or indirectly 
And you know what? Okay, hang on. Shizman, I see your message. I see your message, Cruzito. I am not thinking that these are Cindy only. But again, I do again come back. First of all, it's not PvP at all. All right? It is literally PvE. Okay? There's another category well, for PvP. I think there are PvP ones. Yeah, but that one's okay. locked behind a uh, steamed. Yeah, it's, and sorry, there is there is there is another one too, but yeah. Well, we're we're talking about this. Yeah, so which one is uh, mending? I do see mending in here. By yeah, the way, the percentages the offensive repair stands. The pe so. percentages are the same though, mind you. Okay, the percentages are the same, and they require uh, triangle battle. Okay, so they don't require a state, but they require triangle battle uh, at the beginning of each round of combat when fighting explorers. Battleships will take a percentage hull damage in the previous round and restore it. And again, I come back and say, if Bubba Joe's going to slam me with a shot that's worth one million, is two hundred thousand enough to save my life? No, it's going to give me maybe one extra shot. And honestly, if he's using Carol Freeman, it ain't even going to do that. Well, what's uh, what's level five of offensive repair stance like? Offensive. Here's defensive. Offensive. Looking for it. Offensive repair stance. Here we go. When attacking another player at the beginning of each round of combat, if whole health is below 50%, gain a chance to repair 10% of hull downs taken in the previous round. So at level five, you have a 100% chance to get 10% of your whole health back. That will stack on top of the offensive stance. So that means <clears throat> that you, if you max that favor and you max the other favor, then you will have 30%. Is that right? Mending. Well, I meant 30% yeah, meant of the previous hull damage would be returned. Okay. Let's redo our scenario. Bubba Joe, I uh, get hit by your 1 million shot. Is three hundred thousand saving my life? The answer still no. no. What about three million? Sure, maybe they left a zero off this thing, Blue. Then we can talk. Why well, is meant level five is one hundred percent? Now, Linolan says, does the whole recharge stay after battle? That is Hang unknown on. at Hang this on. point. We don't know if it's going to behave like so, Leslie or not. Blue is saying that it's 100% of the damage taken. And I don't think that's what it that is. That is not correct, Blue. It is a 100% chance at getting 10% of your damage back. Okay? No, I meant level 5, though. Is a 100% chance to get 10% uh, of your hull back. No, I think it's a 50% chance to get 100 no, back. No, if, if your hull health is below 50%, then you gain a chance to repair 10% of hull damage taken in previous rounds. This is chance. So if your hull health is below 50%, you max this favor, you have a 100% chance to get 10% of your hull health back, and it will stack. Meaning that with both of those favors maxed, you get 30%. Why are we discussing it everywhere it matters? For this very reason. There's confusion about it. But I'm here to tell you, does it matter? Doesn't matter. It's garbage. Nah, I don't want to say it's garbage. 
but it's going to have a very, very slim margin of impact. Okay? Is it enough, again, to come back and say, will this help me make up four levels? Or, heck, will this let me make up four levels of PvP? No. No. None of this matters. So, let me come back and ask. Well, yeah. Uh, so, for combat favors, I'm, that's, that's kind of it. That's it. So, we could spend hundreds or maybe thousands of dollars on all these favors. Does it make up for levels? Final answer. This is your $1 million question. Blue Mandalorian, do these favors at all max levels give you the opportunity to level out the loot and hostile expectations with what your ops levels are from game design? No. No. Baba Joe, synopsis? This does ask, not help. Doesn't Ask do me again it. in a month. Doesn't do it. So, am I justified, Scopely, in asking for an adjustment to these chests? Yes, I am. Am I justified in asking for an adjustment? Now, this is where I'm going to upset people, Bubba Joe. Am I justified in asking for an adjustment to the single chest values? Yes, I am. Am I going to ask for the double ship bundles? Probably not, Bubba Joe. Tell the people why. The stretch goals? Because the double chest is a stretch goal. That's right. It's meant to be long-term. It's meant to be something rewarding. It's meant to be something that we work towards. It's meant to be something that we push for. And you got it, Hayden. In my mind, the NX-01 is probably going to do a lot to get us there. They're I don't want to take away. They are a for-profit company. I know they got to sell stuff every single month. They're going to want to sell product next month. I'm not trying to ruin that. What I want to preserve is the player experience this month. Lostin says it's a setup to make us want the NX-01. Obviously, Lostin, I don't know, setup is kind of a harsh word, but they're clearly moving that way. This is what the NX-01 is going to do. Like, it doesn't take a genius. But until the NX-01 gets here, and this was my warning today to Scopely, the sooner you act... The, le the less attrition you will suffer from this loop. The longer it goes, Bubba Joe, the more people are going to get frustrated and may not actually come back. I will have less. I will despise the fix less if the if damage they do it caused sooner. by it is mitigated in the meantime. That's right. They got to move quickly on this. Okay. Now, Otter... You know what I Otter says, how are you okay with that when you rave about creating problems to sell solutions to? Because this is not a game design. The math here on the single chest is the problem, Otter. The double chest is not the problem. That is the stretch goal. Bubba Joe just pointed it out. That is not what we should be doing here on day two. There really is a surprising number of people that are pushing for, for this double chest. This is just like Tally when it came out. It's just like Franklin when it came out. It's just like the cloaking dailies and the freebooters and all this other stuff. It's just like, Bubba Joe's going to shoot me for saying this, just like Hazards. We're not designed to be able to do it all on day one. Okay? 
That is not where I'm offended. I'm offended by the single chest. And for the record, hang on one second, Bubba. And for the record, I'm only offended on behalf of players 55 and down because I demonstrated it last night and I'm not ashamed to tell people. I mean, that should speak to my integrity that I'm still this passionate about it and still this willing to fight for you, even though you saw me last night do my run in like four or five minutes. Okay? And that's just it, Shill. It's not the same. It's not that many hours for everybody. They got it right at about 56 plus. And I know that sounds crazy, but that's where it levels out. Blue, true or false? Tell me I'm crazy. Does the break-even point for this lie in the G5 rare? I mean, uh, yeah, I mean... I was punching up at 55, but, you know, I'm, I'm blue, so. You are blue, okay? For the general populace, 55 to 56 plus is where this thing levels out. Below there, I am with you. I hear you, Shill. I hear you. I agree. Your, your point is made, and I agree with it, okay? I agree with you. But this is not a game design failure of epic proportions, and it's certainly not game-wide. It's kind of crazy that Bubba, most of the time it's the whales getting crapped on. This time they actually caught a break. It's probably an accident. Probably didn't mean to happen, but this time y'all caught a break. Bubba's like, first time? First time, okay. First time. First time for everything. First time. The, The whales caught a break on this one. All right. But for all of these reasons, for all of the reasons that I have laid out here tonight is why I still believe what I believe and I'm still going to go to bat for it. I still think that there needs to be an adjustment to the single chest refine because the double is what we should be working towards, is what we should be striving for. It's our challenge, and I dare you guys to meet it. But to participate, to engage at the minimum level, Bubba Joe, should not take us five hours. Bubba Joe, go ahead with the break you were t- or the uh, comment you were trying to make a moment ago. Well, so I, can we can we take a Star Trek break, like an actual Star Trek break? What do you mean? So, what do these hostels do? What is what is their three abilities? Okay, let's talk about their abilities. Good good call. They ignore shields. They ignore shields. That's yep. number one. They reduce crit damage. Two? They reduce crit damage. By 500% per round for two rounds stacking. They remove your crits. Oh, by the way, it lasts longer than two rounds. Oh, I did. The trigger is. So, like in round three, your criticals don't come back. Like every round, every every two rounds. Every round it triggers and it lasts for two rounds. So it's oh yeah 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 five hundred percent in round one. Everlasting. Yeah 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 yeah. Yes. Uh, that that's how our yes. officers work. It's five hundred percent in round one and then one thousand percent forevermore. You still yep. got to kill it fast, okay? But yes, that's right. exactly correct. So that's the second ability. All right. Uh, I'm going to fly into this system so I can actually grab a screenshot and show you guys. So those two abilities are indicated on the hostile scan. When you click on one and scan it, you can see these two abilities right here. I'll put it into the graphics room down in the bottom right-hand corner of your hostile scan. Uh, one of them is going to show um, the 
Combat start, all damage this hostile deals completely ignores player shields. All right, and then you also have this one right here, which is the 500% stack for two rounds. But yeah, pretty much 500% round one uh, stacks up to 1,000% and then goes on because it's at the start of the round, so it continually triggers throughout battle. Bubba hey. Joe, what is the third ability? Was the third ability is the go-home gun, correct? That's right. Your particle cannon, the GTFO cannon. The canine okay. cannon. There's your third. Okay. No more so now, cannon. now, how familiar are you with Enterprise lore, DJ? With Enterprise lore? I mean, I'd like to think I'm pretty yes. good at it. You're probably better, though. Okay. How about you, Blue? Are you? Do you feel comfortable with Enterprise lore? I, I've, I've dabbled. Okay. So, did the NX-01, at the beginning... Have shields. No, they had no. polarized hull plating. Yes. What did it shoot for weapons? Particle cannons. Nope. Wasn't it? Nope. What did they shoot? Well, it was the uh, initially it was. Uh, it was particle missiles. cannons. Oh, phased cannons. Is that what it was? Or torpedoes, I should say. Missiles. It was torpedoes. Missiles. In tor actual, yeah. like missile torpedoes, right? Yeah. So. Well, well, they are physical torpedoes in like Enterprise. It's just they're, they're all fancy, quantum. Like they're quantum tor or right. no, uh, yeah. yeah, right. So, so <laughs> let's think about that for they're a second. Do you anticipate <laughs> Enterprise? Do you anticipate that the Enter the NX01 is going to have shields in the game? No, it, I mean, I I don't expect that. No. So, is it going to be affected by this ability of the Zindi? No. No. Right. It's not. It's not going to matter to it. Like it, sh This ship is going to be like, I don't care about that ability. How about its ability to do criticals? Let's think about what a critical represents in Star Trek lore. It's, uh -huh. man, my missile got through your shields, through your hull, and sucked a bunch of people into space. Or it, you know, knocked out this, it's it's exaggerating the damage because it hit some critical system, right? Okay. Hey, hey now, uh, the, uh, the Enterprise... Uh -huh. Can do a critical hit. The only problem was it kept blowing out the grid. <laughs> it could so, continue. <laughs> so my is point true. is, is that based on these Zindi hostels, on the assumption that we are going to get an NX-01, if they do this and give it very low critical chance or maybe even zero critical chance, okay, mm -hmm. and give it no shields, right? That would feel very flavorful. That would feel like so spot on. So if if you're correct and we're getting an NX-01 and it's meant to combat these ships, like these ships are nullifying things the NX-01 should not be good at. That's right. I like that. That's yes. good because now like now yes. all you're doing is you're playing with regular damage, right? This could be... And it's, I hate to say it because I hate this show so much. This <laughs> could be the first time that Scopely gets that lore. Scopely has melded game design and lore, and actual Scopely lore. Yeah, so perfectly. It it could happen. It could happen. It's possible. They're setting it up for that. And here's don't here's what's funny. It up. Here's what's funny, please Bubba don't Joe. Screw it up. I know. Please, yeah. Listen, you, you're off to a decent start here. A couple of math tweaks. You're off to a good start. Uh, thematically, design-wise. Now, here's here's the thing, Bubba. 
you uh, you had to talk me off a ledge the other day and say, listen, this hostel is unique and interesting. I was very critical. Oh, new hostel, new lube, new store, same BS, right? But this this combination of abilities and firing pattern and damage and, and meta and crew makeup, it does have me interested. I agree. The NX-01 can add another layer to this and actually add to the excitement of, of this particular loop, but all of it is for naught. All of it is for naught if they don't improve the experience. They have to do something about this, or people are going to leave this loop and never look back. They have to do to something about this. It. That's right. They've got to do something about this, and they got to do it soon. Okay. Uh, on the need my dopamine. You know. <laughs> that's right. On the other side <laughs> of this final break, we will come back. We're going to talk a little bit more about the crewing that we learned. And yes, I'll finally give you what Echo and I talked about. It's really I I, I feel now that I've hyped it up because I've been so passionate and I've been talking uh, about what I want to happen here. The the short I'll go ahead and give you the announcement because it's nothing crazy, uh, nothing crazy. The the announcement is simply that they have accepted my plan for review. They are looking over it. They've looked and accepted all the math. Uh, they're just verifying it against their own data, and hopefully. They, they have told me that this is not going to be a real quick day one, day two process. I've encouraged them to move quickly on that, but uh, they have told me that they, uh, they accept, understand, and appreciate the data and have taken it under advisement. Short they says... Should, um, yeah, the the short-term short solution might be just to create events of like kill the Zindi and they award the currency to help you do those refunds. Look at the chat. The chat's roasting my behind right now. Shiz says that's no, not even an announcement. I mean, not, you didn't play up this announcement like it was going to be a big I deal. I didn't really. I just said that I talked to them and they told me that I could say that to you. I didn't really play. I mean, I wasn't trying to make this like earth shattering. I just said... <laughs> that's why i was like oh my god people are expecting something big here um no that i i talked to them about it i gave them the plan they and here's what they said they said it's good it checks out thank god he's got jesus climbing but yes um they're just they're just yesing yesing me to death yesing me what does that mean what does that mean if they're yesing me pop a smurf Give me a break. Why is they everybody are, busting well, my job? Are, that's for sure. They are nodding their head in agreement and saying, <laughs> yep, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And are you going to change? No. Oh. Just smile that's what and nod, boys. Oh. Just smile and nod. Is that what happened? Smile and nod. Boo says they're telling me what I want to hear, so I go away. I'm not going to go away. That's the problem. Sorry, Scopes. Do you think well, I'm going should, away on this? I'm not going try away. doing what you want them to do. Listen, we've already done it. There's <laughs> players out there that have done it. It ain't doing what you thought it was going to do. And that's okay, by the way. That is honestly okay. Bubba, maybe we should talk about this on the other side of the break just for a second. I am okay with their misstep on this hostile design. I think they overshot their mark. All right? I know they overshot their mark. I've had a couple of staffers be like, oof. These things pack a punch, okay? Like, this this came out a little harder than I think that they, they expected it to. They didn't want a repeat of Freebooters. I mean, okay. it's it's going to hit 
at the it's going to hit eighty percent harder. <laughs> well, you don't have shields. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I think, but you know what? Even if you had even said that to me, Blue, like that's not the first thing that comes into my mind. I don't know if it is to you. Maybe it is to Bubba. That's not the first thing that would have come into my mind. You know what I'm saying? Like. Well, that's, I think that was the point, wasn't it? Like, right, yeah, I guess. something new. Now, M. Lalo says, how could they not be prepared for this? I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a, a bad thing. They wanted it to be hard. Okay? They wanted it to be hard. Um, I just think that it actually ended up being a little bit harder than maybe they expected. I don't think that they weren't prepared, M. Lala. I think, I think that this is, I think in their mind, it might actually be performing even better than they hoped for. But as a result, these levels are off a little bit. Again, it's not a big deal. Just shift them up four levels, and the problem is over. The problem Probably is not, done. The, the levels will match up as soon as you get your NX01 to the tier that's intended for your ops. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Because, I mean, like, you think about it, like, the polarized hole plating is, that's going to be the question, like, that's going to be the question of whether or not is this going to be a Frank a one trick pony Franklin or is it going to be any value outside of it? Because like, will the polarized hull plating be a damage split for Zindi alone? Yeah. Or for others. And by the way, Herbs, I want to I want to throw out there that it doesn't matter about spending the five hundred dollars or waiting six months. Bubba Joe, did it matter about spending the five hundred dollars? Nope. <laughs> didn't matter. And I didn't spend five hundred dollars. Didn't matter. Okay. Herb says I meant for the NX01. Maybe. Possibly. We don't know yet. All right. I'm just filling your head we're, full of. We are. The NX01 stuff is complete speculation. It but is I, complete you know, speculation. But I mean, it, it, it totally fits the mold. For here. all we know, for all we know, the NX01 is going to be a mining ship. I, I might quit. <laughs> I might quit. <laughs> Probably not. I but mean, I mean, I might. I think a, about it. It is. It is a record setting miner. Yeah, I would. No, stop. That mouse moves stuff on my screen. You can't touch it. Wave at the camera. Wave, wave. Say hi. All right. What? 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 You're not upset. You're not upset what? with Voyager being a mining ship. Well, because it's a very capable mining ship. All right. We're going to take oh, a break. Okay. Stop touching buttons. <laughs> we got to take a break. When we return, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about crew, what we learned last night. And uh, and then we'll get ready to wrap up. Okay. Appreciate everybody for being here on this Wednesday hump day edition of Talking Trek Live. Star Trek Fleet Command's official podcast will return right after these words. Yo, what's up, Commanders? Great news about PVPTarget.com. You've known for a while that it exists and has some great reference tools regarding PVP banding and common crew loadouts, but they've recently launched brand new tools on the site, including a brand new cargo calculator page as well. This isn't your typical max cargo style calculator, but a brand new, unique tool that identifies the timer until you go over cargo. The game timer might tell you how long to zero the node, but how long until your miner is at risk? You can find out now by using the brand spanking new cargo calculator at pvptarget.com. Today's show brought to you in part by the Musgrove Trial Firm in Georgia. Have you suffered personal injury in Georgia? You need a buddy. Give Buddy at the Musgrove Trial Firm a call. 678-226-1994. Visit them online at musgrovetrialfirm.com. This program is made possible in part by a grant from Slop Tarts, the toaster pastries with the runny fruit filling that gets all over everything. Morning, Deb. Morning, Joe. Happy New Year. Um, a little late for that, right? 
Uh, hey, Bill. Good to see you. Hey, happy new year, buddy. It's almost the middle of January, pal. Hi there, Lorraine. Good morning. Good morning, boss. Finally. Someone who didn't say... And of course, happy new year. Oh, come on. Hey, Joe, you okay? It's unlike you not to say good morning to me. Sorry, Don. It's just everyone keeps saying... But I get it. Mornings are rough. Happy New Year! Oh, come on, people! It's not Happy New Year anymore! What's the deal with Joe? Cranky pants. We're back here at the Paris Olympics with our new commentator, Snoop Dogg. Hey, how are you? Before we get going, is it true the rumors are going around the production van that you completely smoked out the NBC private jet? Damn, it must be true. Want to know what's crack-a-lacking? I'm sorry, who's on crack? Here comes the drizzle. Uh, is that a weather reference? So, anyway, I heard the shooting is your favorite Olympic event. Call me Snipe Dog. Any interest in the wrestling? Now that's some blunt force. I see what you did there. <coughs> Whoa, Mr. Dog. <coughs> Damn. You can't do that on live TV. The whole squad better hit this blunt or else. Or else we lose? Ain't nothing but a W thing. All right. We better pack up the set. I think I see the French police coming this way. Go to commercial! Like they are right now in the live studio audience, and it's like, yo, what, what is this? Like, would they actually stop listening to the podcast because the music, the return music, is bad? Is that a possible thing? Uh, I don't know. Is this bad? I mean, I don't think it's bad, but look, the chat's not really liking it. Wham says your music's bad. You should feel bad. Night Rider says it's bad. All Sizzle says no. I just probably fast forward it. According to an entire country, it's not bad. Yeah, that's right. Azer, what is this one? Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan says this is their number 19 top hit of 2023. There you go. All right. Uh, I can't even read it. Uh, I, I, I honestly can't. I'm so sorry. Uh, here, I'll give you... Uh, if you guys want to see this real quick, I'll throw this in the graphics room because I actually don't know how to pronounce that. Um, here, I'll pull. I'll pull this up. You should uh, just make a. You should just make a text list of all the all the songs you've been playing. Oh, I don't know now. I don't. I don't remember now. This is it. I'm gonna pull it up on my screen. You guys see that uh, right there? I don't know how to pronounce this right here because that's actually written like in another language so that I can't read. So I have no idea what that is. But that was the name of that track, okay? Uh, Mimi says it sounds like a 19th place song. For the entire year, 
for the entire year? Okay. You Jeez. sound like a 19th place song. Yeah. Your <laughs> face is 19th place. <laughs> there you go. Hey, was that a girl that you were talking to? Huh? Is that a what? A girl or a boy that I was talking to? I don't know. Uh, I'll have to ask him. Who's, whose, face, whose face looks like 19th place? Oliver says it matters if it was a girl or a boy that I was talking to. It's illegal to say he's rude it's to not, a girl. You got to teach that's to Oliver. That right. doesn't matter. Anyone no. can be an idiot. No. <laughs> no, he says it's illegal to say rude things to a girl. That's right, it is. I mean, the consequences are much more dire. He is a gentleman. Thank you for being a proper gentleman. Your feet are cold, so why don't you go upstairs and lay on it? Well, that's silly. It's freezing outside. Okay, listen, I need to finish the show. Give me 15, 20 minutes. Will you go upstairs and hang out? Here, you want to play games on my phone or watch YouTube or something? Okay, go do that. Let me finish my show. Uh, What a good young man. What a good young man. All right. Um. What? Him is a always good, knows adorable post. baby. Adorable baby. Uh, Everywhere It Matters says, uh, please take more commercial breaks. Just nab two more Zindi freighters while you were away. Uh, yeah, I'll take another break. Um, can't actually do it. All right. Uh, no. 867 says the actual translated title of that track is called Winter in the Heart. You're lying. Is it? Swap out one word, lost in translation, and, and it was a very well-placed, well-placed tr- title track. Okay? I'm in. Thank you. Uh, Blaze says, I can confirm I translated it as well. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's been a long road uh, getting from here to there. All right. Anyway. But you just got to have faith. And it's going to have faith. We're eventually going to get there, guys. All right? Uh, got to have a little bit of faith. All right. Blue. Let's talk a little bit about Crew. Why have we not heard the song yet? I mean, te- okay, I could play it. Technically, it's copywritten and all that stuff, but I, but I, I mean, I'm playing, playing all. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll play it. I'll play it for you here a little bit. Maybe not today. Maybe not today. Maybe before the end of the arc, though, I'll just pop it in on you guys, okay? Blue, uh, last night, we talked about a lot of different crew. Uh, Griffin mm-hmm. was uh, Griffin was here. He's not here at this moment, but we were talking a lot about uh, crew last night with him. We tried mitigation. We tried defense. We did try crits. We tried damage output. We tried loot gain. We tried. Um, I mean, we we just went. <laughs> Azerbaijan's love ballads, power ballads, right there. I forgot to hit the button. Um, we looked at a ton of crews last night. So here's the thing. We talked about this at the beginning, and I'm going to mention again, this is not one size fits all. Okay. We're going to give you a couple there are of some fundamentals. There are some fundamentals. We're going to give you a couple of those base core pieces. You're going to have to use a few of these different options, depending like on what Bubba and blue said earlier. Did you die? Or to the gun, or did you die to the hostile? Okay, there's a couple of things that are going to matter there. Now, we're also going to talk a little bit about boosts. Okay, does Cerritos make a difference? Does Titan make a difference? And it depends. Again, that was one thing that we were talking about last night. There are factors related to that, depending, because what we need to do, Juby says, don't use Cerritos. I might actually argue with you on that. Okay, but it depends 
on your crit damage floor. It also depends on a specific research. How far along is your research in Cerritos? Because there's only one research that actually matters when it comes to crit chance. Okay? Unfortunately, I have mine, uh, I think, maxed. So, yeah, here it is right here. It's called Odds Beater. Make your own joke. Odds Beater increases critical hit chance while supported by the Cerritos. You want to know what's awesome about this research, guys? You don't know what's crazy about that research? Okay? It's a newer research. Probably, maybe, wouldn't be maxed for a lot of you guys. That does seem to be a research that I would jump into. But in this case, if you haven't, then the Cerritos is extremely viable. Odds Beater is the one. And it boosts your crit chance by 30%. So it's still not a guarantee. And if you have your crit damage floor up a little bit, then it's okay. Okay? But while your crit damage floor is at zero, or even level one, level two, you can't use Cerritos if you've got this research at a high level. Okay? So there's Cerritos. Let's talk about the Titan, okay? There's another one over here from the Titan. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. Boom, 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 boom. Here it is. Titan's Fortune. Titan's Fortune. Same thing, guys. Same thing. If you're going to use the Titan, then Titan's Fortune is what you got to look out for. Critical hit chance while fortified. If this is a low-level research then you can go with it. If it's a high-level research, then you can't go with it until your critical damage floor is at at least, at least level three, and honestly, probably level four, okay? Still probably need, I mean, you saw the screenshot from Blue earlier. Level four still was barely enough, okay? Level four and hull breach was enough to tip the scales, this one right here was level four and hull breach. And the critical shot ended up being ever so slightly larger than 100%. So in this case, you could use hue. Level four, hull breach, and, and hue, and that would get you a little bit of extra damage. Okay? In that case, use Cerritos. Use Titan, but it doesn't happen before level four of the crit floor damage. Okay. I used it today for my Wednesday run, but not before my crit floor was 70%. Oh, yeah. yeah crit, guys, that's a requirement. It's a requirement. Okay. J4 says, wonder if somebody else stinging you could help because that would reduce crit chance. Cool. That's why I said, Shiz, this particular research is, is actually relatively new. The one for the Cerritos, this is a very new research. It wasn't there the first round of Cerritos research. That's why I say most people may not have it up that high. It does require max Cerritos, and it wasn't even out at the, at the original time. This was Too brand late. new. Right. I'm going to go out stinging everyone in Zindi space saying, you're welcome. <laughs> there you go. Sting them up. Yeah, but it also delays firing. 
All right. So really, really depends. It delays firing. You might potentially still be costing them their life. Okay. Because again, depending on the hostile, depending on mitigation, depending on how quickly they can kill it. Again, guys, you're taking 10 shots per round. Even with the particle prime or the particle beam delay, you're still taking 10 normal shots, and those shots are not small. Okay? Those shots are not small. So mitigation may matter. We saw a lot of people yesterday running with Pike, Moreau, Talon, or Picard, Beverly, Kath. All right, we saw that. Those focus on defense, focus on mitigation. They actually focus on prolonging the battle, which is the exact opposite of what you want to be doing right here. You do not want a lengthy battle. You're taking 10 shots per round. End it quickly, as quickly as possible. But you can't do it with crits. You can't do it with crits unless your critical floor is 4%. Uh, level four. Exos, says Robotsky, highly effective in this case. Highly effective. Are there any multi-hundred thousand dollar percent bonuses uh, to damage? No. Exos, effective in this case. Okay? Effective in this case. Damage. Forbidden uh, tech. Huh? You know, forbidden tech damage boost as well. Yes. Or that kind of stuff. There is I a mean, very... Also, like, hall health is also a huge factor. If you're dying to just the damage, then you're just trying to last as long as possible. That's hall health. True. Yeah, hall health would help. Tendi could help there. Even some at that point, like we talked earlier, mitigation could help. Okay. Let's take a look at your screen here. Uh, and uh, for those of you watching in podcast form, I'm just going to point you out to your Metreon Cascade. Look at the Metreon Cascade. Uh, by the way, Metreon Cascade's third ability is increased critical chance. So if your critical damage floor is still low and you have your Metreon, I don't know many people that do have this, but if your Metreon yeah, Cascade let's, 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 is tier six or higher, you don't want to use it. Why? Because at tier six, it starts increasing your crit chance. Now, I don't know anybody that has yeah. tier six Metreon Cascade. All right. But I'm at, just going to I'm just going to go ahead and say anyone who has that at level three has a maxed floor. <laughs> May, I mean, maybe it's been out for a minute. So, I mean, it's possible. But now I do want to point out level a tier five level 25 and down. Okay. The damage increase to, okay, at level 25, the damage increase to hostiles is 1,500%. And the whole health increase is 1,650%. Both of those items are going to be extremely helpful in killing these hostiles. You know what else is going to be good? What else is going to be good is the dual photon warheads if you're flying an interceptor. Uh, the, what's the other one? The section 31 torpedo pods and the counter or the control seeker probes. Okay. Those are the three ship type ones. What do they do? Let's take a quick peek at those again, nothing in here related to critical damage. So they could be maxed. 
you're increasing piercing, increasing hull health, increasing mitigation, and increasing damage. Okay? So that forbidden tech, excellent. Okay? That one, excellent. Let's take a look at Agamus. Agamus is good up until, same thing as the Metreon, tier six. So you can have it at tier five or down, and Agamus is going to be good. Although, probably the, Agamus? Agamus is the new one for the high-level syndicate people, okay? Um, and it only does extra piercing and loot rewards. So not wildly effective in the damage part of this, but it is loot gain, okay? So Agamus, okay. I'm going to go with the Metreon Cascade being the best one, depending on tier, and then the old for uh, the old Q's trials ones, the Section Thirty One torpedo pods, the um, control seeker probes, and the I just lost mine. What was mine? The one that I had up here, the dual photon warheads. Sorry, dual photon warheads. Okay, those three are also good. You tired? No. Almost bedtime, isn't it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Look what time it is. It's so your bedtime. We're going to be in trouble. But I really want to know what the sea urchin one was. You like the sea urchin one? Yeah. Looks a lot like what gets stuck in my foot that one summer, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let me finish, okay? No, I'm not. I already have that one. I don't want to use it. It's terrible. Anyway, so there you go, okay? What about... What about uh, officers? Okay, let's come back to crew. We talked about the forbidden tech. That's good. We talked about exos. Those are helpful. Okay, good. Let's talk about crew. So, Mitigation. So my, Go ahead, Blue. so my fundamentals are avoid criticals. So avoid Q. You know, you don't need Odo. You don't need anything that's like losing critical damage because it's going to be zero regardless. Sure. And avoid anything that's going to be boosting your shields because they're going to be ignored. Okay. Like yeah. You don't good. need a shield health yeah. or anything like that. So Absolutely. That, this just clutters up the lower deck. Absolutely. So, so on the lower deck, what are we looking at? All right. First one, no brainer. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Loot gain officer on the lower deck. Right? Uh, but yeah. You got to go with the doctor. Yeah. Got to go with the doctor. Okay. Doctor. Perfect. Okay. Then what else? I would say Tendy. Okay. I can see Tendy. I health. Sure. You want to last. It depends on how you're playing this, but you want to last a lot. You, you want your trip to last longer. Thanks, Jonathan Ingram. And for... also, it depends on how many slots you have. Definitely. So in terms of how you want to rank these, that's uh, I'm not going to rank them. I'm, I'm not going to rank them. I want to throw out ideas for these people to tinker with because, again, mileage may vary. Look, Wham has given us a lot of grief. Says, Do you guys even look at the battle logs? Your battle logs may look different. Okay, mileage I, may vary. Grungandola has one of my top picks, Mariner. Okay, yeah, Mariner, Mariner is one of my picks. Big, big, big. What about Paris? Not for me. Not for me. Depends on your uh, base mitigation. Depends on mitigation, A, but also depends on whether or not I'm dying to the hostile or the uh, the the particle gun. B. 
Okay. Joker says, why Mariner? Her boost is a rounding error. Her boost is damage, non-critical. Okay. Now, Keemzer says you need to be using Paris. I guess that depends. Let's take a look uh, because we checked my mitigation last night. Stats are not actually that terrible. Let's look at a level 51. Okay. We'll take a look at a level 51 here where I, uh, here we go. Here's a shot that I took. And by the way, here's the crew I'm running. Those dual, use those dual photon warheads. You're getting like a base eight, like at level five, I get base 800% mitigation. Exactly. Let me show you something. Okay. This crew I'm using, this is loot crew. I'm using Picard data five. Okay. So no major offense and no major mitigation. I'm using Picard data five, but I do have dual photon warheads going on. Okay, let's check what my mitigation was here. Let's see if I need Tom Paris. All right, so I mitigated 2119150 out of a possible 3099437. I mitigated 68%. Do I need Tom Paris? Is that extra 3% going to make or break me? Is that worth a slot for 3%? Uh, no, because... No. Also, once you get your floor up, you might start using supports, and that'll close the gap. Could. Okay. Otter, I'm with you. I don't need Tom as much now that I've got the warheads on my pylum. He gets bumped. Listen, if I've got space, then sure. Okay? But with that forbidden technology, I wouldn't necessarily need to. Again, your mileage may vary. Let's take a look at my piercing. Would Badgie help? Cool. Let's check it out. They mitigated one nine two five. Are you rated, DJs? No, I shielded. One nine two five three eight two is what it mitigated out of the eleven four nine six six twenty two that I shot. I'm piercing it at eighty four percent. Do I need badgie? I'm piercing at eighty four percent. No, I do not need badgie. Like in general, no. What about? What about Rutherford? Definitely don't want Rutherford. Nah, I don't want Rutherford. Nope, nope, nope. Why? Rutherford yeah, is for shields. Yeah, he'll just be, he'll add to something that's ignored. He'll add to something that doesn't matter. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. Um, some people are saying Tom Paris is better. And again, that is going to be personal. Okay. That's up to you. Okay, on my ship, I've only got three underdeck slots. Okay, so I'm not going to waste Tom Paris for three percent mitigation. Okay, and Hayden, I don't mean I don't need extra mitigation. I'm I'm saying that mitigation is not yeah, it's not a factor for me in an officer because other factors have gotten me there. All right, forbidden technology. Yeah, if, you, if you do, if you. Yeah, if you run that calculator and instead of 68%, you're at 50-something, then yeah. Yeah, for sure. Paris. And by the way, we also said earlier, Hayden, if you're dying to the go-home cannon, that's when I said mitigation doesn't matter. If you're dying to the go-home cannon, doesn't matter what your mitigation is. Okay? But if you're dying before the go-home cannon, then yes, mitigation can help you prolong your attack. But if you're dying to the go-home cannon, don't matter anyway. No amount of mitigation is going to help you. Okay, so Mariner, 
could be good. Everywhere it matters says I would choose other officers over Mariner. Fair enough. I am always going to run doctor. I am going to run BLT. I'm going to take Hugh off for right now. When I get my, my crit floor up, then I'm going to add Hugh back. Okay? In and the meantime... The record, you are you are running BLT for well, at least one reason being... Uh, isolytic. Isolytic damage. Isolytic. And, and my isolytic is pretty good. is related to it. Sure. What else might I run? Now, this is going to sound weird. Uh, I don't want Paris. Explorer. I don't want Paris. Uh, I don't want Paris, right? I don't want Hugh. I don't want Odo. Tendi could be good. Everywhere matters says don't use Mariner. I'm flying an interceptor. This is going to sound crazy. But I am still putting Harry Kim. Actually, wait a second. Hold on. Let me rethink about that. That just popped into my head, Blue. What's that? What's the... It's under Kirk, right? For... Let me see if I can find it. Uh, yes. I think you currently have it active. It's crit damage, not crit chance. That's, That's right. Crit damage. So... Irrelevant. Irrelevant. Okay. So for now... For now, that's right, everyone matters. No help yet. When I can put Hugh back on, then I could put Harry Kim back on. Okay? So, I guess, in lieu of anybody better, I would probably run Tendi in my case. Are you sure Mariner doesn't do any better than that everywhere it matters? I still feel like I would use Tendi. Or, I mean, use Mariner. I mean, you don't think? A lot of people have high tier Tendies, too. I mean, my tendies maxed, but my Mariner's also maxed. So, Oliver says to use Mariner. It's oh, it's your choice. Everywhere it matters. He said it. It's your choice. You can I do that. Just say test both. <laughs> yeah, look and see which one does better. Okay, look and see which one does better. And obviously, mitigation could be important for you, as Blue said. If you get up there and you're only mitigating forty percent, well, then you need some extra. Okay. The forbidden technology that I have equipped is dual photon warheads. Dual photon warheads is, for me, a level 25. I've invested heavily into this one. Uh, level 25, tier 5. And so it's getting yeah, me 1,100% yeah. interceptor hull health. And it's getting me... Um, that's where my mitigation is coming from. Okay. So for you, your uh, you know your Metreon Cascade or your warheads—that's like your either or for your, you know, do I want health or do I want damage? Exactly. Am I getting it for my forbidden tech already? Exactly. Okay. Now Keenzer brings up another good point, another little helpful trick. When you're in here, all three ship types are in here. I would obviously recommend that you fight with the triangle. Certainly, don't go against the triangle. We did see last night going, you know, even staying flat with the triangle was not as good. All right. Being with the triangle uh, is great. I'm still like questionable about like, I don't know. It seems like sometimes my explorer is taking less damage from the explorers than the interceptors. But at the well, same time, my interceptors, my interceptors are making are, are taking more damage from the interceptors than they were the battleships. I was doing better against the battleships. In okay, my so case, maybe the interceptors just are a little rough. The interceptors, I mean, they could be rough. The interceptors could be a little rough. There is a ship power difference in there. You really have to dive in. And again, why I'm comfortable saying 
your mileage may vary. The Explorers, okay, Jonathan Ingram says the Explorers have more DPR than the other two, which is why I wouldn't have experienced that, John, because I was only hitting battleships and interceptors. But the battleships, um, I was doing better against because I was with the triangle. The interceptors were, you, were wearing me out a little bit more. If you really think about it, wouldn't the battleship be by far the easiest because aren't the battleships geared to pierce a shield? And if you're already piercing a shield aren't they just running on redundancy well yeah but they also have a lot more hull what are you doing to my phone field piercing field deflection has nothing to do with your blue fields stat wise i would say that maybe that's why interceptors are a little rough but oliver's but they're about, just mostly focused towards fields for the mitigation aspect just oliver just about fields. reset my iphone <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he just kept trying. See, you were trying to, to, to crack my pen, weren't you? You thought you knew the pen, but you thought wrong, didn't you? Hey, you stay at that late. It wasn't one, two, phone. three, four, clearly. <laughs> just like my life. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Um, guys, because, yeah, 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 here, here. Because, uh, and I'm getting ready to wrap up here because obviously I got to get the little one to bed. Because of what we found here uh, earlier, talking about these charts, talking about the, the chest, the double chest, the loot, and all this stuff, the fact that we talked about um, the fact that we need to punch down a little bit, here's the deal. There is, these hostels already take ages for you to earn the loot. You got to have loot. You got to have the loot. My personal recommendation is to hit as low as you can to still be able to use a solid loot crew and maybe one or two or three hulls to get the loot that you need for the single chest for the time being and use a loot crew. We saw this last night with Griffin. Uh, Griffin used an attack crew and then punch down two levels and is using loot crew and is making more loot in the same amount of time. Right now, and I know that that sounds counterintuitive, but it's where I'm going. I know certainly three hulls, you wish. Here's the thing, you can do it if you hit down enough, but you're grinding forever. That's why some people are saying 100. That's why Ransusi said 150 hull, uh, officers. Okay, 150 officers or uh, hostels. That's what's going to happen when you hit lower. You're going to grind longer. So I would say the various uh, crews for these hostiles would be maybe a uh, Pike Moreau uh, Cath slash Talon or a Pike Cath Talon uh, crew or a Pike Moreau uh, Enterprise Data crew or if you're going for loot, a uh, enterprise uh, Picard enterprise data and then either five for loot or Janeway slash Harrison for something offensive. I, I personally didn't have a great deal of luck with Harrison. Uh, Rand Susie mentions uh, Picard Beverly and fat mud. And that is a good option for high intensity uh, output damage in the first round. To be honest with you, Ransusi, I think Picard, Bev, Fat Mud probably only works with a Pylum or a similar interceptor. 
I don't think that's good on most battleships or explorers. So again, this stuff is highly situational. Highly situational. And and yes, I do agree. Punching down for the Ops 40s, Wolf Whip, eh, it doesn't really work, right? You guys are just stuck right now. Uh, do what you can or don't. This is Scopely's risk that they're running. If they burn you out on it, Wolfwood, and you decide you don't want to do the loop at all, that's their loss. They want you engaged in the loop, which is why, Scopely, you must act quickly. Okay? You cannot sit on this. I know you got to correlate all the data. It. I know you got to correlate the data. It, you got to check it. You got to double check it. Got to have 15 people check it. I am not usually wrong. I know the community likes to say that, but I mean, really truthfully, when it comes to the math, I'm not usually wrong. And even in this case, the entire community is, is in agreement here. This is not a problem with the hostile. It's a loot problem. It's a redemption problem. And you got to fix it before it's too late. Go ahead, Blue. Yeah, and at the end of the day, they you know, it's a loot problem, so they don't need to fundamentally change everything in the short term. They could just say, here's some loot in the short term, and then fix it later. And then people are still engaged with it because they're still refining what they want to refine. That's, you know, I mean, so from their... Paying it out. From their... Like, well... The like, if, you can't figure, if you can't decide something quickly, which they should, if they can't, at least you, instead of sitting on their hands, they can make an event paying it out. That's certainly a short-term option. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's what I was more. That's what I was more getting at. Is like instead of just like we'll figure something out, you can at least do something <laughs> short-term, fluffing in the loot. <laughs> Roger Workman says the only time you're wrong is when you're relaying information that Scopely provided to you. Ouch, but fair. <laughs> but very fair. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's that's not a bad one. Uh, Ran Susi is throwing up a, an officer crew uh, or a shipyard crew here of five of 11 as captain with Enterprise Data and Harrison on the side. I would also maybe uh, potentially, depending on what your tier of data is as compared to Janeway, you take a look at one of those. The reason he's doing that is because of isolytic and shield bypass and you get the mitigation from five. I would imagine that that's probably a decent crew right there. Uh, probably strong. And you're still getting your loot bonus there. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. But, but like Picard is still more. If you have Picard, use Picard because that's more loot. Just less mitigation. Yeah. Blue, like, you're getting quieter and quieter. Is your Bluetooth dying? Oh, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is you're, this just, better? you're just like, yeah. I'm so sorry. Ah, gotcha. Um, <laughs> no, but I meant like he just has that, but if he just swapped in Picard. Yeah, his Bluetooth. Like, blue, like your Bluetooth is dying. Go take a nap. <laughs> yeah, Blue's Bluetooth. Um, <laughs> Jonathan Ingram says there's no reason to use five instead of E Picard in that situation. Well, there could be the mitigation, right? That, that could still be a thing because you're going to get Picard. Uh, you're going to get loot. And then you're also going to get, um, what's his officer ability? That is, I just drew a blank because I only use for it who? for loot. Uh, Enterprise Picard. Oh, oh, he gives a Cascade. wall of isolated damage. Yeah, it's so he's Cascade. damage output. I, I guess that he's depends. He's competitive with, uh, with data for isolated Cascade damage. 
Yeah, but you stack but them. Not and it's in great. The short term. Just not in the short term. Yeah, yeah. It, it. You want to potentially look there to see whether or not you, again, need the mitigation or not. You know, if it's the go home cannon, then it's not really the mitigation that's doing it. So, yeah, mitigation versus damage. That's, and that I mean, is kind of what yeah. we've talked about. That's your teeter totter. That ear are the, that's the two levels of the, of the slide here. And you got to decide which one is going to, is going to work for you. Guru says, should I invest in escalation first or save up for crit floor? Uh, coming back into the faction store, he is talking about um, escalation being the loot bonus. Me personally, loot all day, all day, every day. Take that loot. Okay. So I, with, yeah, with the critical floor, it's going to be like useless until level I, four. Yeah. So it's like you have to get it all system. the way up to level four. At least uh, the loot bonus will help you in the meantime. Okay. That's, that's what I would do. In my opinion. Okay. Do it, do it on loot and then, and then move on from there. Warjarine says, did we work out a good crew? I just logged in. You're going to have to back up a little bit and, and listen to it back because there's a couple of different – we've thrown out a few combinations, but it's very niche. It's very dependent on your situation. This is one of those things that I kind of like because it's not one size fits all. It's not a crew. There's a couple of crews depending on your performance and your, out, uh, your outcome. So I'd like, to, I'd like to, to throw that out there. Now, just um, want to point out though, whoever made Picard data saw these hostiles coming, so take that as it as you will. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. Yeah, everywhere it says, uh, I really kind of like how this brings us back to different strokes for different folks, and and I don't disagree. That's why I really do like these hostiles. Bubba Joe kind of turned me around on these hostiles. I do like them. Um, if we can just get this math balance problem solved. This has the makings of being a very, very good loop, but we gotta fix. We gotta fix the single chest refine. And we gotta fix it for pretty much everybody fifty-five and down. The only people who they got this right for uh, are like fifty-five, fifty-six plus. Okay. Uh, Kel says, "Is there a crew for G three to hit the forties? Man, that's a tough one. I, that's so tough." All right, Blue is working on it. Blue, if you had to offer advice right now to a to an Ops 40 whose best ship is probably a Tier 7 or Tier 8 G3 Epic, what are you going with? I'm going with the recommendation to get a G4 ship. But Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the timing, but, uh, let's say they're a fresh 40. They're pushing. They're going. They're a fresh 40. What do they do? I I, um, I think Shiz is right. I think they're boned. <laughs> I, th I think I think mean, they're, they're kind of boned. Not not very enterprise friendly because enterprise is biggest strength is shield and that's ignored. Yeah, um, enterprise is so not the right way to go. An if auger, an auger might be your friend. I was gonna say if you've um, got an auger, I would try that. Uh, if you've got enterprise e Picard and enterprise e data, I would definitely go with those two. And honestly, depending. On a few factors, depending on if you need mitigation, then you could throw the doctor up there. If you need loot and you can comfortably kill them, then put five up there. If you need more damage faster, maybe you could throw Janeway up there and go full isolytic on the outbound. Um, below deck, you always want Belana. 
If you're going to run that battleship, go ahead and throw Neelix if he's a, a, a good enough tier to use. Um, I mean, if you're 40, hopefully your auger is a high tier, so you have a hefty below deck slotting. Yes. And hopefully you can run, like, maybe try out Picard data like Janeway and then Paris with a whole bunch of defense down there. Yeah. For your medication. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I was works. just thinking there. Try to run some mitigation down there. Maybe and and you know, maybe some burning. If you're gonna run an auger, maybe the obliterator can help. If your Neelix is Get high Neelix enough. Neelix if you can, but like, you know, fresh forty ain't gonna have a max Neelix, so No, probably not. Um ISS you know, Jelly if you can, but ISS Jelly, is that gonna stand up? I don't think so. Not for an ops forty. No. I don't think it's it's a long it's a long term fighter. I mean, you could, yeah, it builds. See, it's got the damage build over time. So, again, you're not going to get like it done. It's low DPS because of its ability. Yeah, Jelly likes long battles. It does better in longer battles. That's why it's great for armadas, or at least the original old-school armadas. I don't see that being a good thing right here. So, um, BearBot says, why BLT on a battleship? Same thing Bubba Joe has screamed and screamed and screamed forever. Um Oh, wait, no, you don't want BLT unless your crit floor is up. See, I, I keep falling into a blue. You don't necessarily need BLT there. No, you don't need BLT unless you have hue. You don't need hue unless you have crit floor four. Unless and you're on an interceptor. Side, unless you have an interceptor. Unless you're on an interceptor. If you're flying an interceptor, go ahead and fly BLT, but otherwise, no. And even then, you might have limited stuff, and there might be something better than 8% isolated damage for those choice few slots. Yeah, agreed. So... Yeah, Herps, you only want BLT for ISO if it's on an interceptor. Otherwise, BLT doesn't do anything <laughs> until the crit floor is up. So, yeah. <sighs> Lot, like, this is why we said no one size fits all, and that's why it's okay. All right, community, uh, that's it. We're going to roll. We're going to bounce. I want to thank you guys so very much for hanging out. It's been a great night. Had a lot of good conversation. This is a great show. I hope this helps you guys. If you want to see firsthand some of this testing last night, uh, our Twitch VOD is up. I think it might be up on YouTube uh, maybe tomorrow, but, but it will be up on Twitch VOD already. And we'll have this podcast up for playback here very, very soon. I want to thank you guys so very, very much for tuning in and uh, hanging out with us on our show here tonight. I would like to invite you to visit our website at TalkingTrekSTFC.com. TalkingTrekSTFC.com, where you can find links to our website to find links over to the Twitch, over to our merchandise store. Find links to our uh, YouTube for you to see some of that stuff. And you can find a link over to our Patreon page, where I'd like to invite you to uh, consider turning your name gold here in the chat. And uh, not only that, but over in the Discord, getting access to a brand new a gold chat room. Yeah, so if you're uh, if you are a gold patron, then you get access to an extra gold chat room over in the Discord. You can sign up to be a gold patron for as low as four dollars and ninety nine cents per month. I uh, really do appreciate. It. I haven't updated the list, so I'm not going to read those names tonight. But I do really want to thank you guys so very much, uh, everybody, for being uh, a supporter of the show. I really do uh, thank you guys a whole lot. Uh, Griffin put up a new video on our YouTube earlier, so please go out and check that out. And uh, we would really appreciate you sharing that around and taking a look at that to help boost those view, uh, views. Lord Sunday says, any update on what wave defense pass will commence? Yes, mid-month. Mid-month, next week. Ooh, there you go. 
next week. Wave Defense Battle Pass will kick up and get started again. All right. Is that it? Any other last-second questions? Forgotten Six says, how many resubs do I miss? I always miss... We don't have the alerts turned on. We, we miss them during a podcast. I miss them. I could probably go back and read them. I'll, I'll read them tomorrow night, though. I'll read them tomorrow night. I promise. All right, guys. That's going to do it. Rev Deuce is on Twitch. We're going to raid in. We're going to go say hi if you're listening live and if you're listening on playback. Thank you guys so very much for listening to Talkie Trek, a registered trademark and recorded in front of a live studio audience for distribution across podcast platforms everywhere. I am your friendly neighborhood cat person, Ultimate DJ Sam. Yeah, for now, love you, man. Catch you on the next one. Good night, everybody.